Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 146. I am your host, he is my co-host, he is Jack, he is over on the other side of the table. He's looking confused. What were you confused about? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Just a general confusion? Yeah. Well, um, nice weather's here, I'm happy to say that. It's really warm today. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't fully dark when I got home from work. I know that's nice too, right? Longer Which is days. It's kind of weird. It's going up to like 19 degrees today Celsius, obviously, for our American friends, which is I don't know, 68-ish somewhere around I know, there. I know nothing. Significantly warmer than it has been at least. And so I don't know. I just got back from your brother's basketball practice. That was exciting. He and your mother are out doing yard work, getting the backyard pools Suckers. pools open, but not heated yet. So. I think it's up 52 degrees right now. That would be Fahrenheit. And there's Canada in a nutshell, right? Yeah, I, report, I know our pool is Fahrenheit. I give uh-huh. the weather temperature in Celsius and our pool temperature in Fahrenheit because we just sort of flip back and forth here in Canada for the most part. We're Makes metric sense. when it comes to like kilometers an hour or how far you're like distance in kilometers, but then how tall are you? It's always going to be six foot one, right? It's always we go back and forth between imperial and metric because why not, I guess. Yeah, I didn't even think about like the height there. I guess it's always, right? Like, yeah. oh, height, we always do imperial for some reason. And then when it comes to cooking, I find it's all over the place. Not that you would know, but as the one who cooks, sometimes, I, I, it's, I sometimes it's in cups and stuff, and sometimes it's in milliliters, and sometimes it's in grams. No, no, it just doesn't make sense. But anyways, so a big excitement for you, I guess, this week was Thursday night. You saw a film. Oh, yeah. Right? You did see a film. Uh-huh. You already bumped the mic once. That's one. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Get used to it. Yeah. That's one. Um, so the film was? Very good. <laughs> that, that's the name of it? I was trying to get you to say the name of the movie. Oh. You are the most reluctant banterer. Like, all you have to do is say whatever movie it was. Was it Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh-huh. Three? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Volume three. Not sure. Okay. And it was good? Don't give spoilers because it is pretty recent, but... I yeah, picked you guys up. Oh yeah, it was great. I picked you guys up, and you were very happy about. Yeah, it's the best one we've seen since No Way Home. I mean, since Morbius, because Morbius is fantastic. Which is you course. being sarcastic, no. in case people mm-hmm. don't know. No, mm-hmm. no, Morbius is amazing. I seem to remember you saying it's not as bad as people think, but it's not good. And no, now it's, you've it's man's greatest accomplishment. <laughs> right. So there's the sarcasm we've been waiting for. Um, so that's why I wasn't sure when you guys were like, "Yeah, it was good." When you got in the no, car, it was great. Guardians movies don't don't miss. So. And it was long. Yeah, well, this is actually more normal. They've just been doing it short lately, which I think resulted in some of them feeling rushed. So Two and a half hours I, is a long film. I like this better. This is nah, For them, it's pretty typical around this. So I, I like it a lot better. Good. And I beat Survivor in five days. Oh, you ve- the new video game? Yeah, well, I finished the story in five days. Are you still? Are you done playing it then? And you'll go back no, later. No, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna play later because I'm gonna. I'm trying to Side complete quest. all the bounty missions, and I also saw a video of where to find a sick lightsaber. So nice. I'm gonna get that. But yeah, I grinded that for uh, since I got it, and like that was my whole Sunday nice. last weekend. It was. I can confirm. Yeah, you so put in a lot of time. Got the bulk of it done there. And I've been putting in time on your Oculus golfing. Now with, that it's working again. With some dads down the street played some pebble beach now that you fix it yes and we learned that even if one of us buys like an a course all three of us or four of us now because chuck's playing too you can invite them to play so i don't have to pay for the course i thought for sure if we all didn't buy it we wouldn't get to use it but that is not the That's case what i would expect yeah. so playing a lot of virtual golf which is actually really fun um going down to friends down the street garage 
every Toronto Maple Leaf game, and they're now down 0-2 in their second you round series. Are no. hmm? you going today or no? Uh, tomorrow's the game. There's no game I tonight. Thought, I thought you were going today. Nope, not today. No. So we'll be checking out, uh, what is it, Backlash? No WrestleMania. Not WrestleMania Backlash, just good old Backlash. That'll be tonight. We'll watch that. Maybe tonight you think you might go out, so maybe tomorrow. We're not too concerned about watching WWE events no. live. So, well, especially under the old new regime, the new yes. the new old regime, whatever it is. Yes, newish the oldish current regime. Yeah, Vince McMahon regime. Half Vince, seventy five percent Vince, seventy five percent Triple H. Seems like something it. Something like that. So yeah, I'm not super interested. In even looking, we're gonna preview it for sure later on. But even looking at the card, it's nothing super exciting. Yeah. I don't think, but. We'll get to it. You are going to hit all the usual wrestling stuff. We'll talk about AEW Dynamite. We'll touch on NXT Impact Wrestling I watched. I think you got some stuff from SmackDown and Raw, probably. For, uh, just the draft. Again. For high spots. Oh, yeah. We'll get caught up on the draft. Losing some of my NXT people now. Definitely. And you're going to have to explain to me with this whole free agency thing, because I'm not sure quite what I that don't fully get it, but even means. It's we'll, like, we'll work on it. Yeah, we'll get there, I guess. But um, I don't know. I don't really have anything else to banter about, do you? Mm -mm. All right, let's get into talking about wrestling in our first weekly segment. That is taking a look at some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. All right, so ratings this week. NXT averaged 568,000 viewers, which is down 12.2. But I guess that's down because it was spring break and right, which probably did a little. Was it? I think so. Because my note still said spring break. Could have been. I don't think it was this past week. Oh, no. Uh, 0.14 in the key demographic down significantly, 22.2%. And as you're going to hear me say for the next few weeks, probably competition from NBA and NHL playoffs. Dynamite, not a good number, 766,000. It down well. it is down 10.1 percent and a 0.28 in the key demo that by my notes that's the fourth straight week it's been 0.28 so all indications are that's what they care about more i keep hearing so i guess they're fine the demo stays the same but the overall viewership was down and again nba nhl playoffs are their main competition i grabbed a lot of my news early this week so hopefully you've checked I recently i did and i didn't really get many interesting findings i've got a bunch of things i don't know if i'd call them interesting but you go first um i saw i have charlotte flair dealing with an undisclosed issue so she's taking a hiatus from tv i saw that, Not she's... that i care at all no even though i loved the match at um wrestlemania right but uh what match <laughs> didn't she wrestle i didn't i felt yo you that, oh that's what you're saying i'm like wasn't that rhea ripley and i loved it yeah, you fell asleep for that one, and you still haven't gone back and caught up. See, I don't miss Charlotte either, really. I don't care if she's there or not, nope. unfortunately. If they somehow could refresh her and make her different coming back, but they can't seem to. It's like she is who she is, kind of like Randy Orton. I, I knew you were going to say that. There's no range there, right? He is Orton's the same. either got, like, he's kind of like a... He's got his kind of baby face stick, and then he's got like the really psychotic heel bit, and like he's got he's got kind of two phases. And I guess, it. and that's. I it. feel like Charlotte is even worse because I feel like she's just not a likable baby face at all. Orton, I feel like you can get behind, like because he did stuff like RK Bro, like you he can did. get behind right. Orton better. I think, um, to his credit, I think with Charlotte, I just she's even like from like the first time she turned face and when she moved to Smack on twenty seventeen, like you it just, just like, doesn't no, work. You're not a baby face. It just doesn't. It, right it just it doesn't, doesn't translate i so. agree and she can be great in the ring but i just and find her heel work i feel like like the 2016 run was epic and then that 
Is it? Since then, I haven't really cared. And she's just kind of there and the same all the time. Yeah, exactly. Did you hear what the first one I had is that WWE is reportedly considering a new member for Judgment Day? JD McDonough. Yes. That uh, uh, apparently it is JD McDonough, one of the call ups, the drafts, I guess, draft picks, is being, quote, heavily considered or sorry, heavily discussed for joining ju- Judgment Day. I don't know how I feel about that. That's what I'm saying. Because I, I love don't... McDonough, and it'll get him on TV regularly. Like, yeah, because so, like, Judgment Day's not bad. It, it was, but I don't think it is now. I think now it's a respectable group. Agreed. Uh, right? It's got it's got Ripley where she is. But it's, um, I feel Ballon like there's a Priest, ceiling on everyone else. Uh, yeah, so. I feel like they're kind of, like, they're prominent. I guess he does have a connection to Balor. And which is also kind of the thought. That's there, true. But... Trained him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like that. I remember that was his whole thing before the UK tournament. He kind of looked like Balor at that point, right. too. Yeah. Um, I don't think I need this for JD. I mean, I, I am worried he'll get lost in the shuffle, but I'm also worried that this will make him get lost in the shuffle. I think that's less likely if he joins an established group that is on TV all the time. But then also, I don't know what but he's going to do within that group. Agree. So, like, how is he offering something different? Balor, from tagging Balor. with Priest, tagging with yeah, Dom. I don't know. I don't really want him tagging with Dom. Me either. Or Priest. So I'm curious to see if it happens and what it looks like. But I, again, it'll get him on TV regularly, which he's so. awesome. So mm-hmm. hopefully something works out for him. Your turn. Mm-hmm. Um, Headbangers got signed to like a nostalgia contract, <laughs> is what it's being called. Um, wow, I haven't thought about them in forever. I guess it'll be like see that. merch and stuff. Probably. Hey, they were a part of the SmackDown Tag Title Tournament in 2016. That's true. Okay. They did. So they were you back. You put some briefly. respect on their names. For sure. I actually didn't hate Love them back Mosh. in the day. I actually liked Mosh. Which one was that? He was the oh. shorter one. Wait, no, Chaz. Became... Chaz was the one that teamed with D'Lo Brown. That's right? Chaz. Okay. That's Mosh. And so he was I, also um, Mosh, Beaver Cleavage, I think. Yeah, that was that was Chaz. One of the all-time great that's gimmicks. brutal. I don't know if that's... I think that's definitely slightly worse than Burchill. Um, I agree. Pirate Burchill? No, Paul Burchill. Do you, do you remember the gimmick he had after Pirate Burchill? No, what was it? Um, He had a sister, and it was implied that... Oh, yes. That. Incestuous. I think Beaver Cleavage is worse than that, but, also, it was bad. but similar. It was bad. Yeah. Uh, So we talked about it last week. The elevation is gone from AEW. Apparently, Dark is gone as well. And I think it's shortly after signing that deal for the Collision Show that's going to be on Saturdays. So... It looks like both are going to be gone, and we're going to just have Dynamite, Collision, and Rampage. So still five hours of AEW, but um, nothing on the internet, which I kind of like because I don't follow any of those. And if they try to include any stories from there on TV, I get kind of frustrated. I mean, to be fair, they're also usually not high card if you're getting stories from there. So that's what I'm wondering is Collision, Collision if it's taking the place of those... Because those were mostly just like enhancement matches, right? I, yeah. I don't think Collision will be that. It no, sounds like um, it's going to be Punk's um, show. I would have kept one of the dark shows, <laughs> Basically. honestly. Yeah, I thought so, too. Like, there's I would have for... kept dark. It makes sense to yeah. have it. I would have kept that. I would have given one of the... Obviously, I don't know the TNT slots, but I would have given one of the TV slots. Or, like, I would have given Monday or Tuesday to Collision, because I feel like a weekend slot, like, it, I just don't like a weekend I'm not TV a big show. fan, either. It doesn't like, work well for me. doesn't work well for this, but just no. in general, I don't enjoy it either. I don't I don't know why. I just don't like I'm it. I'm hearing that that, that collision is going to be like Punk show and whoever is willing to work with Punk. It's like whoever is Punk that's, friendly I hate that. can go there. I don't know if that's true or not. That's I like know, but I, I hate that. Dirt sheet then like stuff, the, but... the show's already... It's like the, that's just... I hate that even more than him coming back. Is that there's a whole show centered around like... And you have to split the roster just so that he can be like... Right. 
there. And you were... And like I don't, I know he's a drawer, but that just seems like way too much to do for one Especially guy. Especially the way he went out. So yeah. now you're kind of rewarding that behavior by being yeah, like, like now you get your own getting, show. And like you can work kinda. with people who are okay with right. you, right? Like and avoid everybody. FTR can not. go there, and right. like oh yeah, because FTR like him for some they reason. They do. Dax really likes him. Uh, it's unfortunate. I yeah, agree. I don't, I I don't like the whole thing. It's just kind of weird. We'll see if that's what it even is, right? That's what I'm hearing, but who knows? Could mm-hmm. be something else. Uh, what else you got? Um, a last one I have was the, the Bert Baker, the black eye shirt is apparently become a top seller. Yeah. And Which who is Jericho so was wearing it this week Jericho's on Dynamite, right? It, yeah. yeah. I think it's a cool looking shirt. I know it's taken some heat, but I was telling, t- saying to you, like people are complaining about it. I don't know on the grounds of, is it looking like it's a battered woman on a shirt? Is that? I would assume so. But my thing to you was in an, for me, um, we have men's shirts with men bleeding on them and stuff. So why is this a big deal if there's a and women's shirt? And they did a Baker bleeding thing? shirt before too. Right. Uh, yeah. Like I don't feel like this is something that would be critiqued if it was a man's shirt. So I really don't think there's much room to criti- criticize it for a women's. They should be able to do exactly what men are doing, have the same matches, have the same everything. So I don't really have a problem with it. I think the shirt looks kind of cool. But yeah, I mean, that's... I don't think they need to sell it, but because like I think it's just a funny thing for like yeah. gas to wear. But I mean, if they're selling, I don't really care. Yeah, doesn't doesn't matter that much. Um, looks like one of Impact's biggest stars is headed towards free agency. Did you hear this? No. Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful is reporting that Jordan Grace, as of uh, as of March, it says, was set to become a free agent. So they're not sure if she has re-signed or will re-sign. And apparently they added in that she is making a lot of money via her exclusive content site, whatever. I don't know what she's whatever using, she's but makes a lot of money from that. So she's still involved in the title picture. So maybe she has. She's got a title match coming. Right. So I'm not sure if she's done or if she's on a handshake deal. You know, sometimes that That's happens for a while. But uh, anyways, did you say you don't have anything else? Yeah. I got a bunch more. She's already got more buzz than Roddy did. Right. Yeah. You actually are aware that she (laughs) has a contract expiring. All in London is shattering records. Did you see this? I did. Yeah. As of May 4th. So two days ago, ticket numbers were at 43,000, which is breaking AEW's gate and attendance records even before. I saw they sold 60 or something. And the cool thing is they so that was 43,000 before they actually went on sale. Right. It was going on sale on Friday. So with pre-sales. And whatever the other gimmicks are to get tickets before you can get tickets, <laughs> which frustrates me because we are on the opposite end of that sometimes. Yeah, that was so confusing uh, when we got, it when, really when we got tickets for Dynamite the one time. I was, I, was, I was so mad for a second. So already setting records before they could even sell tickets, however that works. And apparently Meltzer says they're closing in on a $6 million gate. That's nuts. And their record so far has been just over a million. So they're looking at about six times that. So obviously not a bad decision to go and host in a giant stadium Uh, overseas. I'm I'm super pumped. That That should be a fun show. Hoping their stage is really different. Yeah, <laughs> you're always hoping that it should be because it'll be a completely I mean, SmackDown different. SmackDown was venue. in a big venue last night. They had like the kind of they had a similar entrance date on SmackDown to what they had at the Rumble this year. Oh yeah, because they always do the Rumble in like a baseball stadium or yes. something. So something big. Yeah. Anyway, SmackDown looked different, so that's cool. You like that? You are a big yeah. fan of that. Well, do yeah, because you... they just have a big LED screen now, so it's like when people come up for the entrances, you can't tell the difference between any shows. True. It's literally, just the graphics that are that any discernible you need the glory right? days where every show had their own distinct, yeah i like smackdown I like, fist yeah i like I'll, i like or even i don't care if we're on smackdown i mean 
I would prefer like when they did the 2019 draft and Smack start Smackdown. Why I say Smack? Smack. <laughs> Smackdown started on Fox again, right? They had the they had that stage where it was like there's like the top end, there's like and they had like those kind of ring things around the ramp, mm-hmm. and like that was cool. And then Raw had like that flat stage with like remember Kevin Owens ran up it one time and yep. jumped off it. Like those are different. So I lo- I would like them to have stages like that again, where like they're kind of like LED heavy, but at least they look different from each other. Yeah. Because I think then and then I'll not notice until you the, tell me. Then the two shows will look different, <laughs> right? But yep. then and then just do unique pay per view sets, even like slightly, because at most now all we get is ladders at Money in the Bank. Right. <laughs> big prop they and then mania the and SummerSlam, and rumble that's it like i think i would like something other than the big four you know yeah you would and then you can tell me about it because i won't notice yeah. and then I'm like, oh yeah that is cool <laughs> so do you remember when sonya deville was i saw this too stalked and yeah. home invaded attempted yeah. kidnapping whatever I think she it was. got out but so the perpetrator has been sentenced to 15 years in prison uh, for attempted kidnapping, apparently pleaded guilty to charges including kidnapping, aggravated stalking, and armed burglary. Burglary, So 15 years in jail and then 15 years of probation. So really glad to see the person is going away. 15 years seems like a lot. I don't know. Um, but good because that is some craziness that was about to happen that she avoided. So that was a while ago. It was a while. That's the, the swift wheels of justice. That was years <laughs> ago and this person's now being convicted, right? Um, bad news for us, only because it would put someone we really enjoy not where we will see him very much, but Will Ospreay believes he will likely work out a new contract with New Japan after his current agreement expires. Or he could not. Like, just don't. That would help us, right? So apparently his deal's up in February of 24, and he said in an interview he's confident that he and New Japan will reach an agreement for him to remain. So unfortunate, good for him. Get your money, go where you want to go. But like, not great for us because we think he's awesome. And no, but I don't, don't think he enough. understands. I want him to go to AEW. Well, he's probably listening right now. I would assume. Okay. So Will Osprey. Well, I think he needs to understand go to that. AEW. Yeah, he needs to get that or Impact. No, <laughs> no, he would never go to Impact. And then I put this one here as news because uh, her segment at the end of the show wasn't really noteworthy. Didn't make a high spot or rest hold. So it's that Indy Hartwell is indeed relinquishing her title. And along the way, sort of announcing... I, th- I saw her reign was like 30, around 30 days or something. Amazing. Asuka. And announcing that there will be a tournament culminating at Battleground for the vacated NXT Women's Championship. So it was funny because your mother cut by on this and Indy was very, very orange. So <laughs> your mom thought it was our TV and I'm like, no, because she doesn't normally look like this. It must be a spray tan effect going on because your no, mother it's... said she looks like an Oompa Loompa was basically <laughs> what it was. <laughs> So she gave her speech about leaving, put the title down and left, and then sort of they zoom in on the title and somebody picks it up and it's Tiffany Stratton and then Cora Jade come up and they start sort of fighting over it. And then pretty much it felt like most of the women's locker room comes out to sort of brawl to end the show. So Indy is gone. I mean, good for her. I don't, uh, there's someone I really worry about being lost in the shuffle because she was lost in the shuffle in NXT oh, for, yeah. for months, right? Which so, still begs the question. And then suddenly why? champion. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, I still want to know the person who predicted her to win that multi-women. Yeah, that, that's like a, a lottery win. That right would have there. been my last pick, probably. <laughs> I, quite possibly. I would have picked anyone else. But anyways, uh, so that wraps up news and rumors from us. We will now move into our in-depth review every week, and that is where you mostly break down, and I comment on this week's episode of AEW Dynamite.
All right, fella, talk about some dynamite. I'm going to need to get a coffee after this, I feel like. But for now, I will persevere. Tell well, me, what well, happened? Why do you need a coffee? Because I only had one today so far. I got oh up earlier than my I... my God. Listen, I got up earlier than I planned to on a Saturday to go to basketball practice. Only had one coffee. So for the good of everybody, I should probably have a second one. But I'll wait until you're done telling me about dynamite. No problem. Mm -hmm. No problem. All right. Uh, opener was Adam Cole, Roderick Strong of NXT fame, uh, <laughs> Bandito, and leveled up international champion Orange Cassidy, mm -hmm. taking on Jass's Gar and Daddy Garcia, as Jericho said once. I, they, I, I think maybe like, more than, it sounded like it more than once almost. I heard it at least once. And did um, Cassidy and beat Bandito, were they out together? I think so. they're buddies now, right? As so. of last week? Uh, Matt Menard, Angelo Parker, right, and Jake Haker. <laughs> yes. I was trying to, in the... The reason I'm sort of chuckling is as the match was happening and we were watching it, I was really struggling to remember Angelo <laughs> Parker's name. And I'm a big 2.0 fan. Well, it's weird because he used to be Jeff Parker. Yes. And then and he, I think he was Matt Lee, right? And then they got their names changed in jazz for some reason. Right. Which is Cool weird. Hand Ange. And Daddy, Daddy Magic. Magic. Because um, so, sports entertainment, you know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, some notables, there was a tilt roll DET to Hager from Cassidy. Hager then caught him later out of a suicide dive, and he drove him in the ring post, but then uh, Bandia took him out with the dive. Uh, Cole headed up the ramp to go after Jericho, but 2.0 stopped him and beat him down. Uh, Bandia went for a stalling suplex on Parker, and he held him up for a bit, but then he got stopped by Menard. Then the same thing happened with Menard, but Parker saved him. Then 2.0 went to suplex Bandia together, but then he suplexed them both. And I was like, is he going to stalling suplex both of them? Because that's, that's not happen. possible. That can't I, I kind of thought that was going to happen. It did not. Uh, then later on, we got Roddy hot tag, uh, Olympic slam from Roddy to Hager. Uh, Daddy Garcia locks in the dragon tamer on Cassidy until Cole boots him off. Uh, Bandito hit a one-armed military press slam to Parker in the midst of, like, there's, like, a flurry moves going on. Um, Cassidy does, like, lazy palm strikes to Garcia. And then the finish came when Strong hit Parker with the, one of his epic knee strikes. That they, Those put people away in NXT, all right? That's he beat right. Odyssey Jones with the knee strike, so I don't want to see anyone sleeping on a Roddy. he's a main roster, Odyssey Jones, now. That is true. <laughs> it's big time. Uh, then Cole connects with the last shot uh, for the win, and I kind of liked it. Cole, like, immediately after winning, yeah, ran like up the too. ramp and caught Jericho off guard and attacked him until security separated them. Yeah, I really like um, Jericho's position on Cole as well because it's that heel, like, he just kept saying, the guy was inches away from his wife while she took a beating and he did nothing, right? Not mentioning the fact that he was, was handcuffed, handcuffed yeah. there. So I really like that. Um, and I thought this was a good opener. It got quite a bit of time. And I I think everybody get it, did a good job. But especially for me, I feel like 2.0 are perfect in this role, right? They can take a beating. They can sell well. They're only really going to be in control if they cheat or they double team or take some shortcut. And if you need them to actually wrestle a little bit along the way, they can, right? But they can make other people look good. So I think they were pretty perfect here. And because the idea of this, I think, was it was really to showcase the babyface team, right? Um, and I think that's what 2.0 are, are best suited for. I quite like them. And this is the role they fill. And I think Cole added some heat to his feud with Jericho here. Like his, he's clearly obsessed with Jericho as he should be, right? And it was sort of distracting him. And it's the minute he got a chance, he went back to hunting Jericho. So I thought this was a fun match to open the show and it furthered the Cole Jericho. I'm just hoping Jericho's really hit and miss for me. So I'm hoping Cole and Jericho can have a good match when we get there. 
because I'm enjoying the build so far. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought it worked great as an opener. It harkens back once again to the time where this was the norm, which we say pretty much every time it happens, but it, it, it is what it is. Uh, and I think it's a good strategy for an opener. Um, it starts to show hot, so I'm not going to complain. Um, and I thought they got a solid amount of time, too. It didn't feel like they had to cram a lot into like a sprint of a no, match. No, they got a lot, yeah. Um, everyone worked well here, I thought. Um, I like the story of Cole being desperate for the payback, and he was just obsessed with it. Um, and I like that Jass were kind of keeping him at bay. Um, Bandito got some time to shine again. He looked great. Cassie was solid, but mostly was just on the wrong side of the preliminary like or the customary pre-hot tag beating yes um yeah it got it got 17 minutes i'm just looking that's not bad yeah and then it was nice to see roddy back in action it's been a while because he's just he was dead i guess he looked good he's fast and like crisp and he looks like he had to miss a a beat yeah so um i thought cole went right after jericho immediately after winning was kind of a cool touch because just like he didn't waste any time i just wanted to get at him me too and jericho wasn't didn't expect it either so i thought that worked and it made it seem more personal, so I thought that was cool, and this was all noise. It was. I thought it was a good start, for yeah. sure. Uh, and then next, we got Darby Allen and Jungle Boy getting interviewed. I, it was probably Renee, I don't know. It um, was. <laughs> uh, Jungle Boy mentioned that they've been in AEW since day one, um, but they're yet to main event a pay-per-view, and they're going to do that tonight after they win. And Darby was also confident that they would win, and he said it's showtime. Hooray! That's I a, love that catchphrase. That's, that's a nod to Sting, right? A little nod to Sting. Ironically, in my universe, the weekly show is called Showtime because that's I f- the logo I found. I just use what I can get. Because you love Sting. No. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was really quick and fine, right? It was nothing major, just reminding us that this is going to happen and the baby faces aren't super cohesive, right? Can they coexist? What an interesting storyline for a tag team. Except Very I actually like it this unique. time. Yeah. I have less of a problem with it here. So, yeah, this was fine. Um, yeah, I thought it was solid. Um, obviously, the four was coming, but I thought these guys were solid. Um, then we get Cole being taken away by security, and Jericho's kind of yelling at him. At least he's being taken off. And then Baker comes in shedding at Jericho. She slaps and rips off the shirt. That's so, so offensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she gets kind of, she's get escorted away as well. Um, it was it was just a little bit here, but I thought it was kind of, nice to heat up the feud a bit more i like it because cole's anger is justified and appropriate and believable because he's a good actor here right and jericho is probably the best when he's playing like a weaselly heel like this so yeah this is good and Mm -hmm. getting brit involved too is is fine Mm -hmm. um next we got blackpool in a promo backstage uh they're on like i think they were on stairs yeah they were on a stair i have bcc on the stairs (laughs) is my note um danson was talking about how bret hart uh Bret Hart's catchphrase, um, and he thinks it's egotistical to think nobody would be better. He says he's the best wrestler in the world, and he's best. He's the best there's ever been. And he said, um, "There's gonna be. He's better than Bret Hart, and if, if he's not the best, then it's one of the one, one of the Blackpool guys." Yep. Uh, and Brian hopes that Utah is better than him, and he may have called him. He cursed at him, right? Yeah, he called him a little. What did he? Oh, a little. Yeah. Yeah. A, a little crap. Yeah. Um. Brian said that Blackpool wants to make people better. Um, and then Moxley switched over, talking about the cage match next week against Omega. He said that this is a whole new version of Mox, that he can't wait to show Omega, and he'll leave one hell of a mark. Yeah, um, I think Danielson is pretty much giving his real-life philosophy here, but like with an edge, because they're kind of heels, right? So this idea that, because by all accounts, I hear that he is there to elevate other talent, 
He's there to work with other people. He doesn't really care about having titles, right? So this is kind of him, but with an edge. And I love the idea that they're working this into, we're all we're doing all of this stuff we do to make other people better. Like they're bullies, but they actually have a philosophy, right? Instead of just coming out and attacking people, and we never know why, they're saying this is how we're drawing the best out of people. And whether right, because I thought when he was talking about making people better, you could take that in a baby face route easily, right? right. So I think like he did a good job of kind of contorting it back exactly. to the heel philosophy. And that's why I like it, because it's like, yeah, we're going to beat the crap out of people right. and we're violent and we're going to attack you, but we're just trying to motivate you, right? <laughs> so I really like that. And I think it is honestly like a twisted version of Danielson's actual philosophy of what he's doing in AEW. And I also liked that they... Um, because even I, who forget everything, am like, wait, didn't Mox and Omega just... And so he's trying to make it that feel... It has been a while ago. But And he's yeah. also saying, like, I'm a completely new version now. So at least they're trying to say, like, yes, I know... Oh, yeah, I definitely think the dynamic's different this time. Right, and we faced each other a bunch, but it's really different now, and here's why. So I like that, too. Well, and I know it's a cage match, but I assume there's going to be some sort of interference. So, like, who would have thought Mox and Omega are going to face off? And Mox is the one with a bunch of interference exactly. ready. I mean, to be fair, Omega's got the box, but they're still a little outnumbered without yes. Hangman or Takeshita. I, I think Hangman should be... Where the hell's Hangman? I know. He's been missing for a couple of weeks, too. So I, I really like Danielson's role with this group right now, and I think the group in general has been killing it. So I thought... I really like this segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Danielson. Um, I thought it was kind of... It was cool taking a shot to Bret Hartline, and I thought it connected nicely to his whole thing. Um, I like what he was saying. And like I said, like the way I like, because if they want to push people, that could be that. That was kind of their whole thing when they were babyface too. So I like that was they kind of like changed yeah. it a bit, but kept it the same. Yeah. So it's not like them turning heels completely like out of left field. It's like, it, it's logical. Yes, they have um, a philosophy behind their random attacks. I like it. I thought when he was like when he called Yuta when he swore at Yuta, I thought that was funny. Me too. And like he he said, but like somehow not insultingly. Yeah, like that, I, no. that, that that was the funny it, part. You you was just like yeah, that's yeah. right, exactly. Right, like that was funny. Um, the mocks was great too. Um, I think the match with Omega should be great. They seem it to will. work really well together. Um, and I think a lot's changed since the, the last time they had a match, so it should be great. And I'm pretty sure this match doesn't explode. So and that's next week, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's no explosions. Yeah. Quote unquote explosions. Exploding steel cage death match. No, I think they learned uh, their yeah. lesson on that one. Next we get as I was just clamoring for, um. Soraya wrestling. Yep. Soraya in the ring is exactly what we wanted here. This is this is what I wanted from Britain. Do I get to say it? This, this, this is your women's match this week. It made the first She's hour. British, right? Who? Soraya? Yes. Irish? Yes. Okay. No, British. Pretty sure. Yeah, this is what I wanted from Britain. I don't want Pete Dunn. I want Soraya. Exactly. That is, that's what I want. I think I don't know because she's like pale like Seamus and he's Irish. So. No, she's she's English. Okay, I thought so. Or yeah, English, whatever. Yep. I, I, same difference. And she's taken on another Briton. No. <laughs> Willow. <laughs> Willow Nightingale. Um, there wasn't a lot here. There, she hit the page turner, which I forget what she calls it now, but that's a funnier name, so we're going with that. Yeah, I forget what it is too. Anyways, doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, Willow had a DVD, but Storm distracted the ref before the pin could be counted. Uh, Soho tried to interfere, but Willow pounces her into the ropes, which looked kind of cool. And then Soray hit the rampage, which is that like package DDT mm-hmm. for the win. Also a funny name. I don't love it. Uh, no, I like the name. Just too much Storm and Soho here. I don't think Soraya looks good in the ring. I don't care. And you have Willow, who can wrestle, 
who is a baby face, who the crowd is behind, and you give her another loss for I don't know what reason you couldn't have put anybody else in that spot. And again, she looks like an idiot because how many times is the baby face opponent of any of these women in a singles match going to come out without any backup, right? You know you're going to get attacked. You know it's numbers game. It is every single time this group wrestles and the baby faces still keep coming out alone. So it kind of bugs me for Willow just because I think she's someone they could do more with. Then you get the basic beatdown after the match. I um, forgot to mention that. Sorry, go ahead, because uh, there was a bit of a... Not uh, that it was... It was a, They tried to put a little bit of a twist in Sheeta there. Sheeta came but, back, and she's a babyface. Yeah, so Sheeta came back, acted like she was going to join Because I forgot they did the whole thing where she picked Tony over uh, Sheeta, but that was back when Soraya was still a babyface. Right, and so as soon as Sheeta was posturing like she was going to be a heel, I'm like, oh, this is all a ruse, right? As soon right? as she came out, I knew she was... Yeah, turn on them or not join them because I got spoiled, but also because I mean, like, I don't, she's an original, so she is an original. I wasn't even considering the numbers that it now makes three and three, right? So I'm assuming that's where we're going. Not even that, but but... like, that, like, it, I don't know why she would join the outcast because she's not an outcast, right? And that's why the whole tease of it was like, nope, she's not doing that. But so we're back to this homegrown stuff, which I felt like they were leaning away from a little bit, but it looks like we're back, and I just. I probably say it every week. Jamie Hayter needs to get away from this. This is not. Yeah, that's what I was a thinking. Strong is, champions. It's angle. nice to have Sheeta back too, it but is. I hate that all the major stars and the the actual champion are tied up in a storyline I don't care about. Exactly. It's not. It's it, not it's enough about Hayter. Yeah. It's more about the other group, and I don't get it. I don't right. like it. At most, we got like that three-way title match, but that was mostly about Soho. It was. If anything. It was more about her. Right? It, almost so, she's emerged as the leader or whatever. The, although now it's kind of leveled off again, and I can't really tell. But I don't really care. I don't. That's the problem. And I just, I really like Hater. Um, I really like Britt Baker, too. They just, I, they need to get away from this somehow. But it yeah, doesn't look like it's happening. So the match was fine. We're back to a mediocre match. It was. Um, to be fair, I wasn't expecting anything amazing when I saw Soraya was on wrestling. In fact, I think I groaned. You probably did. Um, you did, because so- I remember when the three of them came out, and you're like, oh, it's her wrestling. They're yeah, not happy. That, that's of, exactly of what Of the was. three. Of the three. I think I would prefer... T- uh, it's weird, but I would prefer Storm the most, I think, at this juncture. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, I would prefer Storm the most. Storm, which- then a significant step down to ruby then a significant step down to the other one Soraya. which is weird because i'm not i was never a tony storm guy no but everything's relative i right? was pretty famously a not tony anti storm her guy. in nxt she wasn't good in NXT. she wasn't i don't good know what NXT. it was but I, I, I hated her the whole time she was in WWE. because she's not bad but she seemed bad there oh i definitely thought she was bad I and agree. i don't know why that's not my fault but anyways like taya um, she's <laughs> yeah yeah it's like i thought she was kind of bad in nxt too she was but na- and like and he needed the t- whole tie of things weird i don't i don't know what's up with her i don't either and the, the like, if not her who's beating jade we still haven't solved oh, you, the jade cargo it's problem. gonna be statlander all indications because have you seen her images of her lately no. jacked i haven't even seen her period like more jacked Sweet. than than ever That's so good. i like statlander. apparently that was the initial plan and then the injury sidelined it and it was just kind of like Keep it going. That's okay. Holding pattern until st- I, I don't, thing, again. Like, I'm just when reading. I was looking at what culture's review of Rampage, like I was saying, like or they were, I saw them saying, like it's a, like it's not a Goldberg thing. It's no Goldberg wasn't facing a million drivers. He started out with that, sure, yes. but like 
like he started like ward though kind of but like there's no progression for jade she gets like a few challenges but then she it's like this it's like ward though there's like this regression back into jobber yes. matches and like i don't know it's boring and then like i feel like ty is just gonna be another challenger and then what do you do with taya from there and taya doesn't look good either still like i have seen her have good matches so i don't know if it's like there's an nfl thing when you watch a lot of football like running backs just suddenly go off a cliff and they go from being like dominant to just being not good and it's almost like is that what happened here because she's not she looks slow her stuff doesn't look very crisp anymore and i swear i've seen matches of hers that i really liked so i, I don't know what's happened i don't happened. remember any but like <laughs> take my word for it i no i feel like i have too i just don't remember any. i think like 2019 impact that was like her era right so i think she was good then yeah i know she faced tessa blanchard for the for the world title and she's faced men a bunch too in various promotions yeah, so i'm pretty sure i swear she was good but honestly i don't know considering i can't think of any specific examples i'm wondering if she actually was right i don't i don't know i don't know she's just recognizable and you're like assume yeah. she's decent yeah anyways like the women's division is kind of weird right now because i feel like i feel like both titles are kind of tied up right now because you have like haters stuck in this whole thing which does her a huge disservice. And the titles not, may as well not even be on her right. for this. And it's, which sucks because she was a hot champion. She still she should be, right? Yes. But, and I feel like the Sheeta match was a great start. Yep. And then what since then, right? It's been like, bogged down in this nonsense. Yeah. And then the TBS title is bogged down by Jade, which, yep. like, she's not horrible. It's just like we've been saying, there's been no progression for what it's been like a year with that title, mm -hmm. over a year. Yep. Uh, Like, I don't. It, I don't know, the women's division's in a, a state of, I don't know. It's not great. No. It, they've always struggled, right? So this is them. Yeah, I don't but, know if they thought Soraya was going to move the needle. I feel like they did think that. CM She's Punk, not. this is not. Oh, absolutely not. And I can give Punk credit. Like, you know I've never liked Punk, but he's a draw. He earns money. He gets viewers. Soraya does fair, not. He did nothing for the title either. Soraya does not. That was actually surprisingly not his fault. Right. Because, I mean, even if there was no brawl out, then he would have, he still was injured, so. That's correct. He well, he broke his ankle on the No, that was trip? the first time. Oh, right. Like, he got injured in the Mox match, too. Oh, right. The second Mox match where he didn't Injury get prone. Oh, the, the, the squash was my favorite thing ever. I was, I'll never forget how happy I was. <laughs> you were very happy. Ah, oh, that was, that was a beautiful moment. It was. Anywho, uh, next we got the House of Black. Uh, they're, they're back. The, the trio's champions who've been gone for a month or whatever. Yeah are back I, ever since it's like hater ever since that, their first defense what have they been doing exactly it's like just uh -huh. i don't know just a bloated roster i guess right i feel like they face air fox and lucha bros but i could be wrong i think no they sorry top flight what am i saying yeah why did i say lucha bros i don't know you're crazy mm. you're crazy um they're talking about how so they'll take any three competitors so cue the random teams i guess or something yeah but if you're going like it's basically an open challenge meaning we get a lot of trios matches cool yeah i'm, I'm cool I'm, with that they'll probably give us something like yeah I don't know. Uh, oh, they could. I if Pack is still gone, I don't. I think Pack is legitimately dead. Or <laughs> careful, we have the power to <laughs> kill. I'll, I'll test my luck here. <laughs> uh, he's either dead or he's in England or he maybe the the facial injury. Well, Mike Bump number two. Maybe the facial injury is just really bad because he was dealing with that through the best That's of seven true. series. I don't know, but anyways, if Pack is still gone, I would gladly have Lucha Bros and Vikingo square up against yeah. House of Black. Absolutely. Um. Or I guess we'll probably have acclaimed and daddy ass go after them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> um, but so yeah, so they're saying they'll give it. It's like they've got an open challenge or an open house rather. 
Um, they've got 20-second countouts, New Japan kind of thing. No rope breaks, and DQ can be enforced at like dealer's choice, they said. So I guess like if you want no DQ, you can have it. Yeah, that, I was a bit confused by that, and you clarified that, that the, the opponent and has the choice. of Yeah, that's yeah. the open house. Um, so that, this is cool. Um, it's nice to hear from the, them again, finally. And you can't really tell here, but apparently they have ha- they have modded belts. So they have... It's a standard trio's design, but now it's the plates are silver instead of gold and like the banners where it would say trio streams are they're blacked out like, oh yeah i think cause i think there was color on the belt before so it's huh. like silver and black basically and then i think the side plates have house of black logos cool it so se- they've seems they've got, like they're gonna have them for a while if they're getting their own match type right? and belts right so, so i think that's cool um yeah. i like that they have different rules i'm hoping we see that in action a bunch and it's it's weird they're able to do this but maybe the, it's something different, so I'm up for it. And maybe, like you said, this gives they also it's a sign of some longevity. And I'm hoping, like, because they're saying like any three wrestlers, right? So if it becomes almost like an open challenge, and it's every other week or something, and we're starting shows or having trios matches, I'm totally fine with that. And it does make them seem a little bit like a big deal, the fact that they're getting their own match type, because they really haven't done much to develop these guys as characters. But at least you're going like. Hey, casual people, they're important enough that they get their own match and they can kind of make their own rules. So I just wish we saw them more than we currently do. And I'm hoping that this means that we will, right? That Mm -hmm. it's basically like any three guys throw them together and we'll take them on. So Mm -hmm. more trios matches is what I want. So I feel like this is a step Mm -hmm. towards that. Speaking of any three guys next week, the Trace DeMaio trios battle royal. I don't know why. I you don't know why the trace de mayo or just in general i know i just don't know why they have a battle royal for this I yeah because three kind of came out of nowhere i guess yeah i yeah. saw it advertised but i still don't get it yeah um our devar was tossed out first and then uno got dumped out by qtv obviously um then penton phoenix took out nice and vikingo took out josh wood so the varsity athletes were all gone uh reynolds got taken out by qt and solo uh lucha bros took out marshall and solo right after and then hobbs took them both out uh vikingo also taken out by hobbs too early yeah i thought um the clean took out hobbs uh butcher took out caster uh blade hit a neck breaker to bowens and they mocked the scissoring which is kind of butcher's face is funny <laughs> um john silver was on there he had a delayed verbal suplex on blade while butcher and kept saving with purple hair uh were uh, attacking the acclaimed um Silver hit the, a pump kick to the back of the head and then a German suplex to Butcher and then Blade tossed him out. Silver had a nice little sequence there yeah, at some Silver point. Silver got something at least. Um, so then the last teams were Butcher, Blade, and Kip Saban were all in there and then acclaimed were represented by Bones and Daddy Ass. Uh, Blade hit a stunner on Gun and Butcher hit the clothesline, kind of like that combo we saw on, I think in, it was in the match with Takesha and Omega. Um bowens took out blade and then uh gun hit butcher and then bowens hit a super kick on sabian and they hit like simultaneous kind of famousers and then they took out um butcher and sabian at the same time uh for the win for the acclaimed yeah this uh i mean i'm not a big battle royal guy this was pretty standard there was not like if you ask me right now what was like a memorable spot i probably can't give you one silver other than yeah, like that little flurry, and I was a little disappointed that Vikingi, Vikingi, Vikingo was out early. But like, I guess there's really not room for him to do much in a battle royal, right? Unless he waits till the near the end when the ring's kind of cleared out. So whatever. I mean, 
the acclaimed will be a nice contrast to House of Black, right? You've got like super serious dark guys versus kind of your have fun rap on the way out and have catchphrases and hand gestures and stuff. So I can't imagine the acclaimed win, but the match could be interesting at least. So I, I don't know. There wasn't much out of this battle royal. I thought it was just pretty basic stuff. Mm -hmm. Nothing very interesting. Yeah, it was fine. Not an amazing battle royal, but some of the end was solid. Um, I didn't love some of the eliminations, like you said, how Lucha Bros or Hobbs were taken out, or I guess Vikingo as well. Uh, but it was fine. I'm hoping they claim get a shot at least, so the match means something. Yeah. Um, and I figure they will, but I, it's, it's not like confirmed. It wasn't like this is an outright number one contenders thing. It was just a. Uh, I'm sure it is though. I, I that's what I assume because there's no money involved in like the Christmas one. And especially following the whole any three guys put them together, we'll take them on sort of thing. Then yeah. then you have this. That feels yeah. like where it's going. Um, next we get an MJF and Sammy Guevara interview. Um, they were getting, or Guevara was getting interviewed by Renee, um, talking about how they have to win this week to keep the singles match. Uh, MJF showed up and Sammy was kind of questioning about the limo thing last week. And MJF claimed he had back pain from carrying the company, so he had to lie down. And he admitted he was a horrible friend and Sammy deserved better. And he walked away, but Sammy said, like, they had a whole made up thing. He kissed him on the head. They hugged again because best friends hug. That's whatever. right. I guess so. Um, I do like that Sammy was smart enough to be like, I watched the show and I saw that that car was empty, right? So at least it's like, hey, we have a wrestler smart enough to watch the footage and actually see what happened. But then it was kind of weird because he immediately then fell for MJF's like kind of cartoonish crying and excuses, right? I don't right? think so. So I, I think... agree. Like, I don't think he's actually falling for it. Yeah. I, like, I think this is entertaining, but I'm not convinced it's main event type stuff this it feels like slightly beneath that but um it's entertaining so i was fine with it mm -hmm. yeah i liked it again i enjoyed it with all the fake enthusiasm and i like when mjf was leaving you can see that brief smile on mjf's face mm -hmm. like he's always he's well he, he's conning sammy obviously sammy knows but i like the both notes fake but they're kind of clinging on to it just because they're close to getting what they want you're right um, and next we get Omega in a promo backstage with Callus, and Callus has got like this. He was pointing at a scar, which a that's, dent in his head. It's literally, oh, it's so bad. Yeah, it's uh, it's disgusting. He had twenty three stitches. That's, that's a lot. That is yeah, big. It's brutal. And he said that uh, John Moxley will lose every time to Kenny's talent and Don's mind. And he said every time he looks in the mirror, he thinks of John. Uh, Omega said, "We know Moxley can fight. Moxley um, may, might bleed and make." He might make Omega bleed, and he might make himself bleed. But everything comes to an end in Detroit. He said the Blackpool made it worse by what they did to the Elite, and it ends next week. Um, Callus's scar is definitely gnarly; like it's it's it a is. huge mark. But I liked how Omega was kind of angry, but also he kind of had like a calm demeanor. Yes. In it, so I thought that was kind of cool. He was calm but serious, Kenny, which is different than we get with him a lot. So I like that too. And I thought Callus sounded fantastic; like he's using that that head wound as like motivation, right? Maybe he's actually pissed about it, but either way his character is right. So I thought he sounded great here and um, it all makes sense. The match should be fantastic. It, although it seems like they're kind of on the same page again, right? Remember there was like a couple weeks where they were clearly teasing dissension between Callus and Kenny. Yeah. But again, that's something Maybe they that's... can go back and forth. Right. Like, like real relationships, right? Sometimes you go through a rough patch with somebody and then you're fine for a while. So that's life. Yeah, maybe it's the whole cut thing or also Hangman's not here. So he's kind of part of the whole dissension thing because that, or, no, a callus wants, um, he doesn't want Hangman around. Right. So maybe that's also part of it. And, and now Hangman that he's hasn't, not around. Hangman yeah. hasn't been in the picture. So yeah, callus is a lot like 
more like um, along with Kenny or whatever. Like they're more on the yes. same page without Hangman in the picture. And my my bias is showing a bit because if this were WWE, I'd be like, they just forgot all about it. And AEW, I'm willing to give them like the because well, they don't. You know what? They, they come don't back always to forget it. about things. No, though. they WWE don't. WWE tends to like bump. Um, <laughs> but like they they will they're kind of breadcrumbing it. I guess right? I hope so. They they so, generally like that. they're at least capable of doing that, so mm-hmm. we have hope that that's what's happening here. Yes. Next we got Wardlow versus Logan Larue. Hey, you got a name this time. Oh yeah, you said it was Lash Larue's son. Yeah, for sure. Legend, WCW legend, Lash yeah, Larue, yeah. cruiserweight legend, NWO Wolfpack alum. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, and then I think he's an NWO elite too. I really? Think. Or maybe not. Could but be. Like he was in the NWO after that, but um, at least this one's on a title match. No. Last week it was a title match for no reason. Um, so Warlord had a military press into a spinebuster, uh, wind up clothesline, three power bombs get the win. Uh, then he calls out Christian Luchasaurus, and Christian says it's obvious the fans are ignorant trash, so he tells them to shut up. And he says you could send Luchasaurus right now if you wanted to, but it won't happen, especially not in Baltimore. And ooh, the shot belongs to him, not Luchasaurus. <gasps> Gasp gasp of all gas so i guess that's more impactful than luchasaurus um so that's fine because <laughs> he was an impact but uh, i don't care about these wardlow jobber matches was it for the title or no no okay good um yeah so uh yeah like i have a similar thing i always it was oh boy another meaningless squash war though fun and i was saying at least it wasn't a sham of a title match this time right because that's just stupid um, then, like, the, my, the thing for me is the whole reveal that Christian's after the title of Luchasaurus isn't a surprise at all to me. It's what I expected. You did. I thought it was Luchasaurus. You I, thought Christian from I, the get-go. When they first came out, I was like, oh, yay, Luchasaurus is getting a title shot. But then I was like, oh, no, they wouldn't. That, that's not the likely outcome. So no. I figured this is what... Because Christian does make sense for me. Or more, more, it makes more sense for me because he's more of an all-rounder and he could probably help Wardlow long in a match mm-hmm. but Luchasaurus is more interesting to me mm-hmm. um so I think that's kind of how that works out and then um I thought it may be him the first time but yeah I, I figured it's unlikely uh Wardlow and Arn acting all surprising makes it kind of, then, then they look kind of dumb because they it, did is it really that big of a surprise no. like Christians why why wouldn't it be him in theory right like it just that just that part didn't make sense to me because it's if it is surprising it's not like what it's not like dumbfounding you yeah know? and it's the older smaller guy too so it's kind of like okay yeah right i don't know i don't know it was kind of weird um but yeah that is that it is that uh next we get <laughs> Jarrett Singh, lethal and dot arriving at the briscoe farm yes i guess um they so they're apologizing for what everything's been going on this was strange rampage i guess yeah uh and Jared plays the guitar for the baby Mark's dad comes in, tells Mark to keep an eye on Lethal's friends because he knows Lethal is okay because they've known him. Uh, Lethal Lethal issues a challenge to FTR for the titles at Double or Nothing, and he and Jarrett want to talk strategy with Briscoe. Great. That's it. Yeah, Um. so it was fine, I guess. Kind of a weird way to set the title match, but it was fine. Beats watching QTV. Um, but what I want to talk about is why the hell do we have Lethal and Jared challenging for the tag titles again? This is the third I champion know. team in a row they'll be challenging. Better yet, why is Jeff Jarrett challenging for an AW championship in 2023, or ever for that matter, 
for the second pay-per-view in a row because they were involved in the Revolution match. This will, If this goes on, which, let's be honest, it probably will. It seems the like it. the second pay-per-view title match they've had in a row. Like, what's going on in the tag division right now? It's supposed to be stacked. I don't know why we're getting this. And they don't win, and they don't... Do they, are they beating other people in between these opportunities? Doesn't they beat FDR like in singles matches. Woo. Right. So, yeah, I, I thought this was, like a lot of effort if they actually went to this farm and whatever for not a lot of payoff like it could have been funny or like i guess it was fine but i didn't really think it they was they didn't even really do a lot there's on the farm either. no like, there's potential for this to be interesting the only thing i but, remember was them playing the oh i don't see them going back to this it no i don't think so really either matter. no so i don't know it, it i i underwhelmed me i guess because it could have been something but i didn't really find it very interesting mm-hmm. um next we get ricky starks versus juice robinson um and so i thought jay white was on commentary but i think he went to the back so I didn't he see disappeared at, i didn't see him at ringside or um on commentary because he was in, in juice's entrance but then he was gone so i, I assumed he would be on commentary and right I even prepared to write that but he alas he was not he was not um so stark sent juice in the barricade really hard uh juice sent starks in the stairs really hard uh, he body slammed starks on the outside did juice and there was a nice thud and then Juice moved the steel stairs, like he was kind of beside the ring, and he was going for something. But then Starks turned around and body slammed Juice off of the stairs onto the floor, which was kind of cool. Yeah, it was. This does say that White was sent to the back right after the entrance. I thought so. Yeah. Um, I didn't know much else. The finish came when Starks countered Juice's lose, which is that front falling DDT that he does. Mm-hmm. I like the name; it's kind of funny. And Starks hits a spear and then falls with Rochambeau for the win. Pretty good spear. Uh, post match. Jay White attacks Starks from behind, beats him down in the corner, goes for a Blade Runner, but Starks counters, goes for Rochambeau, Juice saves him, and they duck out of the ring. Yeah, I um, I made a couple same notes you like that. Juice getting sent into the guardrail really hard looked good, and then Starks took it into the steps really well as well. I quite like this match, and I don't, I don't know if you have thoughts, but like, what would you say Juice's style is? Because I'm not sure, but I liked it. He's kind of, I don't <laughs> like, know, he's kind of unorthodox. I agree, I I but like I don't him. even know, like, kind of why I, yeah. Brawl-esque. Yeah, so I, he got a lot more offense in this match. Uh, I thought he looked good in the loss here, and I thought the spear looked really good, and I always like a Rochambeau. Um, predictable outcome here, since Juice is clearly, like, the stepping stone to Jay White, which is unfortunate for Juice Robinson, because it's not like he's done much since arriving, but... I kind of enjoy him and he and his facial expressions and stuff I think are really good like kind of over the top and I just yeah like I like his style even though I don't really know how to define his style but I like this match. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I thought it I thought it was pretty solid. Um I, I was looking at what cultures ups and downs and they didn't love it, but I thought it I was liked pretty, it. I liked it. Me too. Um wasn't like amazing, but I thought it was good enough and it was pretty hard hitting some of the stuff on the outside at least. Yes. And then the rest of the action was solid too. Um, finish was fine. I wanted Juice to win, but I didn't expect it. No, I need, he needs to start getting some wins. Because, yeah. like, White is supposed to be a star, in theory, and so he's partnered up with Juice Robinson. He needs to look strong-ish, at least two, I think. And Juice is good enough, too. Like he I think could, so. He could be doing more. Yep. Um, the only thing I didn't like was in the post-match was when Juice saved White from the Rochambeau. They should have just continued beating him up. There's two of them and mm-hmm. one of him. I don't know why they had to duck out. Right. Other than, like, on their time, I guess. I don't know. It was just kind of a nitpick. Yep. Uh, then there's a firm deletion promo package. Uh, recap of everything that's happened. Doesn't really matter. I don't know why we still need deletion matches. The time's long past. And if you listen to us every week, you know what I'm going to say. Ethan Page is a great performer, but I don't have any interest in this. At least this was really quick, was the saving grace. Like, I just don't care. 
Matt Hardy can barely move. Jeff Hardy's beyond his prime, and it's just dragging Ethan Page down at this point. Yeah. The free, free Ethan Page. Oh, I didn't watch it, but I hope the rest of the firm got chucked in the lake of reincarnation and Ethan Page can be <laughs> left on his own. People getting thrown in rivers is NXT's thing, okay? Actual murder is... <laughs> Impact and NXT have had a murder. That's AEW true. has not yet. Well, Pretty Deadly's up on the main roster now, so I guess they're not dead. They Back from the dead. <laughs> Excellent. Pretty undeadly. <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, so next we see Jungle Boy and Darby getting ready backstage for the match. Um, so Darby leaves and MJF enters and he tells Jungle Boy that he still thinks he and Jungle Boy can be atop the business. And he says to look at what he's done to done for sammy i said done to sammy i don't know why mm. and he could be even better if he turns on darby and lays down he says he loves him like a brother and he may not be world champion material good job when you're trying to con him that's what i'm saying right there right but like well, i guess was... i guess he can't help it yeah uh you can offer him a spot next to the throne uh jungle boy said he isn't looking for a spot next to the throne he wants the crown which could be kind of corny but i also kind of like it i thought it was corny i thought it was more corny than anything yeah. but yeah and at double or nothing he'll be world champion uh, Darby comes back in, and MJF leaves saying he doesn't want trouble, and Jungle Boy tells Darby not to worry about it, and they got this, and Darby says he's got it. Yeah. We don't know if they can coexist. I like that they end with that. Clearly, there's still tension there. And yeah, yeah I can't imagine MJF thought that this tactic was going to work, especially... No, but I liked it as a little bit before the match, because I like classic Weasley MJF, because... I like because I, I don't know if he really fully thought it would work, but I like it because the partnership with Sam is kind of faltering, right? You can see the cracks kind of going, right? And it might go in this match as it does, but so and it, in MJF can see that may not work out for him. So now he'll just con Jungle Boy into helping him, and then maybe if that works out, like on the off chance it does, mm-hmm. uh, then that'll help him keep the one on one match with Sammy. And then if Sammy doesn't agree to lay down, I'm nothing. Jungle Boy can help him as like you know the the seat next to the mm-hmm. throne. He can help him beat Sammy at double or nothing. So, like, obviously, I don't, in my mind, I don't think MJF would fully think this would work, but I like that he's just willing to try anything right. to, to give himself an easy path. And right? also, like, plan B is at least I'm insulting him and playing mind games and letting him know he's not a main event player. Least, sort yeah, of thing. right. And so I like this as kind of like any means necessary kind of thing because he's just a, a weasel, right? Right. So I, I like it. Yep. I thought it was a nice little bit. And then obviously, I had Darby and Jungle Boy being kind of standoffish at the end of a solid and it begs the question can they coexist can they coexist we don't i don't know who could tell who I could guess, guess. It applies for both teams here it, sort of yeah a double can they coexist a double double turn can they both a quadruple turn a quadruple turn it's so crazy. like yeah everyone yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> anyways uh so we get next we got our main event which is jungle boy and darby allen versus sammy and mjf and the baby faces win uh, we get the four, the four way. Yeah, which we're gonna. What? We all knew bananas. We all knew it was going there. Um, so Jungle Boy and Sammy have an exchange at the beginning until Jungle Boy gets the better of it. And he he runs to the corner and MJF's hugging him for protection. Then Darby and MJF tag in. They have an exchange and the same thing kind of happens again. Um, then MJF and Sammy uh, retreat out to get into some strategy. Um, later on, Sammy's choking Darby with the MJF scarf and while the ref is distracted, then Darby turns around on him, then chokes MJF with it before doing like the popover stunner. Uh, Jungle Boy gets a hot take flurry post commercial break, capped off with a double clothesline. Uh, back and forth, Suicide dies, uh, to opposite sides of the ring t- with Jungle Boy taking over and MJF. Then Tope Khan Hilo to MJF. Sammy, uh, gets out of the way of a dive, but then Suicide dive from Darby takes him out. 
And then Jungle hits a high angle tiger bomb in the ring for two on Sammy. Uh, Darby hits a code red to Guevara. He goes for one on MJF, but MJF kind of counters into a power bomb, which mm-hmm. was which was cool. Because he almost lost it and then recovered but and it, it ended it up looking cool. good. Yeah, yeah, it looked like kind of realistic, I guess. Yep, because um, it wasn't perfect. Um, Jungle Boy locks MJF in the snare trap, but Sammy breaks it up. Uh, MJF and Sammy look for stereotypes. MJF, he, MJF does the run, but he doesn't actually jump, so Sam leaves Sammy to take them both out with his dive. Um, there's a kind of elevated hammerlock DT for two from MJF. It's like a hair. It looked like a. It started like with the hammerlock position, kind of like a cradle, like the rampage. Yeah. But then the way it ended up shaking, it was like a hammerlock paradigm shift, kind of. Or like a hammerlock brainbuster almost. Almost. Yeah. yeah. Um, MJF and Sammy again into an argument after they were like blind tagging a lot. Sammy super kicks MJF. Um, then the finish comes and Jungle Boy hits a running beast in forearm. Uh, but Darby made the blind tag uh, when Jungle Boy hit the ropes. And then Darby falls with the coffin drop, flattening Sammy. For the Nailed win. the coffin. Yeah. <laughs> it looked painful, that coffin drop. Yeah, I thought this was a good match. I like the finish. I like that even the baby faces like Darby's making the blind tag and stealing the pin from Jungle Boy, right? So to continue that as well. So that like... You're setting the tone of like in the four way that the baby faces probably won't work together, right? Because they're not big fans of each other. Um, and things have definitely unraveled for MJF here, as you would expect, but he still finds a way to retain, I think, uh, in classic heel fashion when we get to the four way. So I thought this was a good main event. I enjoyed like there was lots of sort of different combinations, some pretty uh, impactful moves along the way. And it moved several things forward, right? Like we now know that. Sammy MJF trying to work together isn't going to happen. Uh, Allen and Jungle Boy probably isn't going to happen either. So we knew this had to be the result, right? We knew we were getting the four-way, but I enjoyed the journey to get there. So I thought this was a good main event. Um, yeah, I I mean, never doubted it for a second getting the four-way. Right. So you you didn't. I was right. You were very right. <laughs> um, but I liked that a lot. I thought it was a great main event. I think the storyline behind it has been interesting. We had an interesting in-match story, too, with both teams having to work together. Um, but Sammy and MJF making more of a show out of their mm-hmm. their teamwork. Um, then there's some fun in-ring action. I think everything came together nicely. Um, obviously, we knew that this was going, but I'm not complaining. Because I think, like MJF Danielson at Revolution, I think this the four-way has a true main event big match feel to I it. I think so. I think it does feel big because it's all the pillars, right? This yep. They've been touted as such for since the beginning, pretty much. So um, it, it feels like a really proper and worthy main event. And, and just it, something WWE would never do. Yeah. Like it, four guys around 25 years old that uh, a lot of them don't have championship pedigree. Like that's something WWE yeah. struggles with. So, so I'm I, really happy I'm to see it. I'm really excited for this. Yeah, should be fun. Um, overall, I liked three matches on this show right i like the opener i like juice starks and i like the main event really like the blackpool combat club segment like the cool jericho stuff sort of escalating a little bit i'm intrigued by the house of black specialty match stuff and i thought omega callus was a really good segment the women's match was a bit of a downer the battle royal was probably a minus or a neutral i guess for me um so i don't know i'm torn between high b or a b plus uh i think i'll go i'll be nice and i'll go b plus because going back through it like i like three matches quite a bit i like two or three segments quite a bit so that's usually enough to get it to a b plus still not quite an a show for me because none of the matches were like you gotta go see this match because there is one of those i'm going to talk about in high spots and rest holds that i'm happy to recommend so nothing quite to that level but still a really good show so a b plus i think you do i've talked about it i texted you about it actually while you were at work 
I see. On Impact. Oh, okay. That I was one. thinking NXT, my bad. No, Impact. Oh, NXT, was that this week? We'll see. I can't even remember. I'll get to my notes. But anyways, what did you think of the show? Um, Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I like the opener, too. I think a good multi-man tag at the beginning is never really a bad idea. Um, so I like that. And then um, I'm just looking back at the matches. The women's match was eh. And the Bower Oil was, it was okay. And then there's a squash. I thought, oh yeah, Starks and Juice was actually solid. I liked and then it. I really enjoyed the main event. I thought that was great. Um, a preview of things to come. And I think any of the pillar segments we got this week are pretty good. Uh, Blackpool promo was awesome. And um, Omega was nice too. Um, House of Black was cool. I'm interested as well. Me too. Uh, and then Cole and Jericho stuff was also well done, I think. So I would also give it a B plus. Yeah, it seems pretty fair, right? All right, uh, so let's wrap that up and move into our trivia segment for the week that we love to call Off the Top of His Head. All right, so I decided I'm not going to do part two of the figures one because I'm trying something different and it could be a game changer for me. So getting on to some AI and asking them to create trivia so that I don't either have to go and find one or make my own. This, So this is our first time ever using AI-generated trivia. Which one did you use? So I used ChatGPT. That's what I thought. And I asked it for, I can't remember what the parameters I put in, but it was basically backlash trivia because in honor of it happening here, right? So this should be 15 questions. I do have multiple choice if you want them because I added that. Okay. And we're going to see if they're right because you have been, you have corrected a WWE published books. You've corrected non-WWE published books. You've corrected stuff I've just found on the internet. So we'll see if ChatGPT gets it right. All right, you ready? Who won the first ever Backlash main event in 1999? Austin. Mm, this says no. Who? <laughs> so is it wrong? Who? It's a, it's a, options are Austin Rock Triple H Mankind. What are they saying? Triple H. What was the main event? I don't know. I, I thought you would know. You're the person that's supposed to know all these details. Okay, I'll, I'll do You're fact-checking the very first question. I'm pretty sure I checked it. I think I checked the first couple to make sure. It was The main event was Austin Rock. So? Oh, then why would they say Triple H? That's what I'm saying. Well, I, I knew it was Austin and Rock. There's already a problem. Because it was a rematch from Mania 15 weird i thought i checked that one maybe not who all right number two then who did the rock defeat to retain the wwe championship in the main event of backlash 2000 triple h correct well at least agree i can say sounds right yeah i mean i think he probably won it but i don't know which wrestler won the six-man tag team match at backlash 2001 which was the first ever what which wrestler won the six-man tag team match at Backlash 2001, which yeah, was the first Rock ever match. Rock won the match. title, and he didn't retain it, so there's a small difference. So answer that question. Which wrestler won the six-man tag team match at Backlash 2001, which was the first ever match on the card? You know. want options? Sure. Edge and Christian, Dudley Boys, Hardy Boys, Acolytes. Hardy Boys? Yes. Does that sound like a match that actually took place? It does. The phrasing of the question know. was terrible. Anyways. Who won the fatal four-way match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship at Backlash 2003? Orton. No. You want options? Sure. Christian, Booker T, Rob Van Dam, Chris Jericho. Wait. Sorry. Can we go back to the six-man tag question? Yes. What 
what what was the answer? It was Hardee's, right? Right. Okay, so it Wikipedia is saying uh, the event opened with X Factor, which is X Pac, Credible, and Albert facing a du- Dudley's, like the three Dudleys. Weird. So maybe Chat GPT I'm no so good. Confused. Me too. So who won the four way for Intercontinental two thousand three? Christian Booker T, Rob Van Dam, Jericho. I'm gonna go RVD. No. Christian. Christian is what they are saying. Are you fact checking that one? I'll go. I'll look. I'll look at that too. Yes. Um. Sorry. Where's main card? Uh, Intercontinental. Intercontinental. Where is that? Seems pretty straightforward. Where? Okay. I'm just. I'll keep looking. Who defeated Eddie Guerrero? To win the WWE Championship at Backlash 2004. I don't think it was Backlash. Um, but it, JBL would have been it. Correct. Um, I don't think... You think that's wrong too? I think the Damn event it. is wrong. ChatGPT is supposed to be making my life easier. Not, not, not easier. Which wrestler won the handicap match at Backlash 2005? Which was the yeah, last... Yeah, he beat him at Great American Bash. That's what I thought. Weird. Which wrestler won the, the hand- right, won the handicap match at Backlash 2005, which was also the last match on the card? DX? No. Handicap match 2005, if that's even right. Batista, Triple H, Hogan, Michaels. Batista? <laughs> yeah. Is it Triple H and Flair? I don't know. Oh. I don't have details. I just Backlash have. Backlash 05? It, it literally spit Wait, out Backlash this Backlash 05? Yep. No, Batista beat Triple H for the title, I swear. Backlash. Okay, let me look at that. Then. So it feels like it doesn't know what Backlash is, is what you're telling me. I don't think so, because I'm, 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 I'm like 90, 99% positive that Batista beat Triple H, because, um, yeah, but he beat Triple H with Ric Flair, and it's, it says singles match here, So and I knew that, because Batista won the title of Mania 21, right? Because that's when him yeah. and Cena won titles for the first time. And I know he beat Triple H two more times, and there was a Hell in a Cell match at Vengeance. So, so not this good is, this, so far. This is saying singles match. Who won the three-on-one that handicap right. match for the World Heavyweight Championship at Backlash 2006? Was this even a thing? What are the options? Angle, Orton, Mysterio, Henry. Mysterio? Yes. <laughs> You're getting them right, but... Uh, what's so that, Backlash 2006. Um, keep going. I'll 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 fact check. Which wrestler won the Last Man Standing match at Backlash 2007? Sorry, Backlash 2007, Last Man Standing match. Who won? Cena, Edge, Orton, Michaels. Orton? No. Cena? No. Edge. Okay, so I don't. <laughs> Okay, well, first off, I don't see Rey Mysterio on the Backlash 06 card. Nice, just, nice. Just saying. Um, uh, and also, that was the show where Shawn Michaels teamed with God. Just saying. Oh, but so- with back that one, I it could be right. So, sorry, we're saying Backlash 07, Edge won a last man standing? Yes. Okay, because... That's what we're saying. Or that's what that's... The only reason I ask, he's on the poster, actually, that poster. Okay. Um, the only reason I'm asking is because I know he won a last man sitting match against Cena in 2009. So, uh, that, no. That's wrong, No, too. okay, because so, and this Amazing. is a famous backlash match, actually. It was Cena beat Orton, Edge, and Michaels in a four-way for the title. So, nice. that, that because backlash 09 Edge won a last man sitting match, but that, that 09, this is not. Oh, so here you go. 
who defeated Randy Orton in a fatal four-way match to retain the WWE Championship at Backlash 2008. 2007 and Cena. Okay, I guess that's kind of cheating. They're not even saying Cena, though. Okay, wait. I'll look at Backlash later. Okay, give me the options before Triple H, Cena, JBL, Jeff Hardy. I'm going to go with Triple H. They're saying Jeff Hardy. They. Okay, wait. So they're saying Jeff Hardy beat Orton in a four-way for the title correct at backlash correct so i know that's wrong because jeff hardy <laughs> won his first w title at armageddon at the end of 2008 with triple h and edge in a three-way failed so experiment it's, it's wrong on everything except the year well, let me look at the backlash 08 card so bad um so disappointed i thought i had a okay so a here's loophole. the funny part was triple h an option there yes triple h beat orton in a four-way for the title four-way elimination at backlash 08 so they had it right, just the wrong answer. Yeah. Amazing. Though artificial <laughs> intelligence, not so intelligent. <laughs> Who won a fatal four-way match at Backlash for 2009? Um, give me options. I think they're just making it up. Orton, Triple H, Cena, Edge. None of them were in a four-way. Because so... Edge and Cena had last man standing match. And then Orton and Triple H were in a six-man tag. It was Edge, okay? No, or, no, it wasn't. You don't know anything. <laughs> you won a last man standing match, who, although apparently that was in 2007. Who won the No Holds Barred match at Backlash 2010? <laughs> I'm, is there even, I I don't even think that's Cena, a Cena, Batista, show. Orton, or Edge? Batista? No, Edge, you're, you don't know anything about wrestling. Have you even watched wrestling before? Okay, get this. Backlash was discontinued and replaced by Extreme Rules in 2010. So Backlash 2010 does not exist. And when did it come back? Then? 2016. Okay, so let's see if the because the next ones are modern. Let's okay, see if they okay, got it. okay. Who won the triple threat match? <laughs> I'm already wondering. Okay, just to clarify, mm-hmm. Backlash since it came back in 2016 it was 2016, 2017, 2018. Okay. They had a gap year in 2019, so no Backlash, and then 2020, and then 2021, and 2022 were WrestleMania Backlash. Just to clarify. So I have. So if there's any questions about 2019, nope. it's wrong. There's not. Okay. So we're going 2017. Okay, that's Tri- right. Was there a triple threat match? Uh, maybe. Was it? <laughs> they're saying it was for the WWE Championship? No, 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 no. Because that was when Jinder won the title. And that was that was singles. So that's already, no. So they are saying. That so it's just, it's fair game at this point for my guess. <laughs> Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, no. <laughs> Bray Wyatt, or Randy Orton? <laughs> Three of them weren't even on the show. It was a SmackDown show. So then it should be easy. And or- Orton? No, Wyatt. Well, no, he- no you're dumb he wasn't on the show <laughs> this is pretty fun uh, a couple more who defeated samoa joe in a no dq match at backlash 2018 okay so they're close because it was it's roman right no <laughs> yes it is. he's one of the options but no yes it is it is alexander jonathan styles no it's not how dare no, you no because you saying you no. know more than ai because, A, I remember watching that show because the only good match was the opener, which was Rollins and Miz. Right. B, that was the match where AJ and Nakamura kicked each other in the balls at the same time. Oh, yeah. And that was an ODQ match, but it was a draw. And then Roman Reigns beat Samojo in the main event, but that wasn't an ODQ match. So they're wrong on You're wrong. pretty okay. much all accounts. I trust ChatGPT. <laughs> uh, last two. Which wrestler won the singles match? <laughs> won the singles between match. roman reigns and samoa okay, joe okay. at backlash 2000 <laughs> did they face each other that's what they were that's what i just mentioned yeah roman reigns no samoa joe no he didn't <laughs> you're so bad at this 
We're going to have to cancel this segment because you don't know anything <laughs> about anything. You're supposed to be impressive, but you just don't know anything. It's shocking. That's, that's so, shocking. Very disappointed. So I'm not mad, just disappointed. <laughs> Who defeated last one? Shinsuke Nakamura to retain the WWE Championship at Backlash 2018. I just said that that match was a draw. So who defeated him? <laughs> AJ Styles. Why are you avoiding the question? AJ Styles is correct. Well done. He didn't defeat him, though. You ended on a high note. So I guess... I mean, if you want... If the point of this, people, if, if, if the point of this thing is to show people that I know wrestling, it still works. kind of works. It's just... I, it's, I, I do like it, because I, I think I just dis, I disproved it at every point. You know more than I AI. Think this, is, this, is, this is showing me that I shouldn't use this for English. Well, it's kind of fun, but for sure, right? It clearly doesn't know what it's doing, but... Uh, no, it was fun. We, I mean, tr- we tried. I wouldn't not do that again. Okay. Well, at some point, we might work it back in again, because you can be like... The guy that's like actually and this correct i can be oscar right yeah oh yeah next time there's like a pay-per-view we got like oh SummerSlam. you should bring it out you we, should like because that'll that'll be even worse yes yeah. that there's so much more summer it will be worse that's all oh, yeah we should do that well at least you had fun if really <laughs> was hoping it was going to save me a bunch of work going forward but i guess not unless i <laughs> It, I mean, to be fair, maybe I need to get better at narrowing down maybe, the parameter. But, <laughs> but when you're picking stuff that didn't happen, my favorite, how's that my fault. My favorite thing was, well, actually, my two favorite things were them getting an edge thing right, where it was the last minute thing match, but two years earlier. And my, fa- my, I think my favorite one was Backlash 2010 because right away that it was a red happen. flag to me because I was like almost <laughs> positive that did not happen. So well, we tried. That, that was awesome. Failed experiment, but fun along the way. <laughs> yeah. So now we'll go back to talking about more wrestling from this week. Things we liked and didn't like. We call it High Spots and Rest Holds. All right. So Monday would be first. So updating us that's, on that's Raw draft. draft stuff. All right. That's pretty let's much it. So hit, this is night two of the draft. Okay. Um, I think like I organized it in a similar manner. I tried to hit everyone. Okay. Pretty much. I, I, I know of some. I'm not sure if I know of all um, of them. So I'll yet. go high spots first, the ones I like. Oh, I messed one up. Sorry, change that. Okay. And then after we have a backlash preview too. Yep. Um Okay. Uh so the first one I got is that I like is Austin Theory to SmackDown, because I think that's a nice fresh change of scenery for him, like like kinda like Gunther, and I figured it would happen anyways, but sure. still, I'm so glad they did that. I don't know if he's had a run on SmackDown yet. I'm pretty, I'm most positive he hasn't, so I like that. Yeah, doesn't matter much to me, but that's, sure. That, that's good. Okay. Uh, Rollins to Raw is nice. Uh, no change, just it means he's still in the running for the new belt. Right, that's so good. I like that. Yep. Uh, pretty Deadly to SmackDown's nice. I think it, that's good for them. I think they could do well. They should, but we'll see. Yeah. I feel like Vince is going to tweak their gimmick somehow, and it's going to annoy me because they're the fun the way they are. Yeah, whatever it is. We'll see. But um, I think they'll fit in nicely. Yep. Um, I'm at least interested they to should. see. And um, they could be an interesting tag title challengers. Uh, more on the tag titles later. Cause They're definitely kinda, ready. It's so. kind of a weird situation, I feel like. Yeah. Um, Next, Cameron Grimes to SmackDown. I'm pretty happy for him. He's got a, a match next week with Corbin. So Good. It's about Cor- time Corbin's he got a free there. agent for some reason. I'm wondering how they're going to present him as well. Yeah, because right? his gimmick. He's done a bunch of different disarray, things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he could definitely be U.S. champ in the not too distant future. I wouldn't mind him being theory. That'd be interesting. He's great, and whatever they give him, he's gonna. The problem is, he's gonna get like pigeonholed as a comedy guy because he's willing to do it and he'll do it well. Mm-hmm. But they'll just write stupid stuff for him, probably. Yeah. 
So I hope he's okay. Uh, next, I have Caden Carter and Contender Chance to Raw. I think it was I could have messed it up. I'm just making sure I double check. But either way, um, I think that's a solid pick. I don't. I feel like they might. Yeah, they are to Raw. I feel like they might get lost in the shuffle. But anything to bolster the women's tag division, really. Yes, at least I they're don't a tag really team. Care. Yeah. So as like them and Fire and Don going up, that that's fine by me. And they're hit and miss because they sometimes have good matches and other times but look like they're just getting ahead of themselves. It's but at a least part of a division, I guess. At least they're a tag team. Uh, and from the supplemental picks, um, Grayson Waller to SmackDown. Yeah, that uh, definitely makes sense. Character yeah. ready, good enough in ring. He's also ready. mid card champ material. Absolutely. Just Eventually, like major champ, I feel like Maybe. if they treat him right. I don't know if he's Vince's kind of guy though. That's he the thing. Uh, he's Miz-esque. He's taken Miz there before, so we'll see. Mm. Uh, next, Alpha Academy to Raw. No change. Doesn't really matter. Just wanted to shout out Chad Gable. Yeah, Chad Gable's he, awesome. I, he's amused me lately. He is. Know? He's I, great. I, just, I find him amusing. Yep. Uh, Bronson Reed to Raw. I would, I'm just putting that there because I'd really like him to face Gunther. I think that'd be that a would cool be a Haas fun. fight. Yep. I can't see Gunther powerbombing him, but we've seen him win with other stuff, so that's right. okay. Yeah, he's won with a million uh, And things. LA Knight to SmackDown, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that. That's it. Uh, then so middle ground is the ones I don't really care about, like or like that. I'm not sure, like that. I don't. That I don't have a strong opinion on. We'll say, um, Owens and Zane to Raw, because I don't know if this means we only add tag titles on Raw or if the titles will stay cool branded. The way I would do it, that makes the most sense, is you keep, and the same goes for the women's tag titles that I'll mention in a bit. That you keep these titles co-branded, right? But then say when these two lose the belts, they stay. They have to stay on Raw. Wherever you get drafted, that's where you go when you're not champs. Right. Right? Yeah. I think that would make sense. Yep. Because the Usos, like another one I'm kind of middle ground on is Usos are on SmackDown, which I'm glad they kept them with Roman, keeps that story going. But then let's say the tag titles are exclusive to Raw. That's stupid for the Usos and pretty deadly for that matter. Yes. Right? So I'm, and I don't want two sets of tag titles again. I don't, I don't don't think think that works. I agree. I think two world titles is fine, but I would prefer two or one tag title and one women's title if they could do that fair um and honestly i really want them to unify the women's titles now because i don't want another belt swap that's kind of the dumb thing yeah um ripley and judgment day speaking of uh no change for them and with belator smackdown i knew ripley would stay in raw belt right. swap probably soon which i would I, think it's so. so stupid but i just want a unification because then only one of the reigns has to end yeah and it would probably be better for the division i think and just the belt swaps are dumb we need to stop like don't draft i think the, well, obviously the tag titles are unified, but since like any titles with the brand in its name, they shouldn't be switching brands. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the belt swaps are just so stupid. It should be more like um, an expansion draft because when that happens in sports, when a new team is added, I can protect so many players, but I can't protect all of them. So that means you could be like, I protect my champions or the people like Brock Lesnar, if you want, whoever your major right. stars are. But you're, but then I guess it limits you because you can't, you wouldn't have stars changing. But you could limit the number of people they could protect, right? Right. Yeah. Because it doesn't I make s- sense when they draft some like low, low card people when there's still mid card and upper card people there. Like it does. Why would you do that? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if you could say they've protected this fifteen people or ten people, then it would make more sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um. Next, uh, Strum and Rickshid Raw. Still a weird team. I guess they can challenge for the belts. I don't really care about them. Uh, Boogs to SmackDown. I don't know what he's been doing since returning. Uh, since, Me either. Since Nakamura. Uh, Shotzi to SmackDown. Meh. Baszler and Razzard Raw. It's a change for them, which is cool, but I don't know if they'll even be doing much. And no. I, I'm all, I've i almost lost hope for Baszler. It's just... Uh, You're at that point, pretty much. 
I don't. She she's not gonna do. I hadn't done know, it by now. What's she gonna? I do? don't know what to say anymore. They yeah. blew their shot with Liv Morgan. She could have easily beat Liv Morgan. Yep. Uh, speaking of Liv Morgan and Raquel Raw, I don't care as long as same thing with Owens and Zayn. I think this title should be dual branded. But then when they lose the titles, they stay on Raw. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Also, the unification with the NXT belts I think is a smart move. Uh, New Day to Raw, Brawling versus SmackDown. Neither faction changes. I don't really care. Um, actually, no, sorry. New Day is a move. Um, so, but I don't. I still don't care. I just want Pete Dunne. <laughs> um, I mean, they, don't it's, we all? it's supposed to be coming this year, but the regime change. So. Right. Uh, LWO to SmackDown. I don't care. I guess they're wrapping up with Judgment Day then. Charlotte to SmackDown. Okay, she's on a hiatus. Uh, and the rest of the supplemental picks were like Madcap, or sorry, Riddick Moss and Emma. Los Lotharios, Tamina, etc. I don't care about. Inconsequential. Inconsequential, exactly. Rest holds. Uh, ones I do not like or I think are dumb. Uh, first off, Odyssey Jones to Raw. I he have is no, not ready. I have, exactly. I have no idea why they would call him up. He's not at all ready in not at all. character-wise. Like Mark Henry was better. And at least he found a character. Mm-hmm. That's the best comparison. Because they, they wanted to compare him like a fast, big man hybrid. Like I would think that put my mind like a Keith Lee kind of picture. I have not he's seen a evidence Mark Henry. of fast, to be honest. No. And he's not ready. Limited. Uh, Industry to Raw, lame. Uh, Trish Stratus to Raw. I don't know why she's even in the draft because, like, I, I, is she really going to be around that long? That I don't USA think so. Network were like, we have to lock her down. Yes. Trish Stratus in 2023. Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it'll be like AW's going to do the draft and they're, they're going to lock down Jeff Jarrett right away. Exactly. The Dynamite has drafted Jeff Jarrett. Yes. Um, then finally, Cross and Scar to SmackDown. I really couldn't care less. I just put it here because I wanted to be mean, and I don't, I don't want him. I wouldn't want him anywhere personally. Yeah, I don't know. They don't seem to know what to do with them anyway. So I wouldn't. I would do nothing. Right. Uh, so what does that take me to NXT? It does. What do we have here? Something I liked. High spot. I thought the opening match was solid. It was Wes Lee just defending his North American title against Drew Gulak. Good Drew Gulak. Um, and Lee obviously ends up winning with the cardiac kick. It was only like six minutes. Um, Dempsey and Tyler Bate were at ringside there. And at one point, Bate had to take out Dempsey to sort of even the score there. So that now gives Wesley eight title defenses. And I think they said the second longest North American title reign. Like I'm pretty sure longest. Um, you know who it is? Uh, no. Should I? want to take a guess. Um, Adam Cole. Velveteen Dream. Oh, ooh, you can't say his name out loud. <laughs> Yeah, just six minutes, and no, like you knew who was going to win, but I thought it was pretty entertaining. I think Mello's probably up there with, but I think that's more of a combined reign kind of thing. True. I also liked uh, Trick Williams and Braun Breaker had an interaction in the ring, so Trick comes out. Well, Trick better watch out; he's meaner than evil. That's right. She calls out Braun for taking out himself and Mello the week before, uh, and then Trick sort of gives us insight. I don't know if this is true or not, but basically saying that he and Mello have been friends since high school. That. Trick showed up at the high school and wanted to find out like who was cool and who he could play ball with and stuff. And so claiming he and Mello have known oh, each other man. since high school. So then Braun comes out and says he'll beat Mello in front of his friends and family because I think Battleground is in Mello's hometown. I don't even remember where it is. But that basically Braun, it sort of sounds like that's Braun accepting the challenge from Mello, right? That he's going to beat him in front of his friends and family in his hometown. And then obviously Trick is looking for a match with Braun ahead of that match. And I guess we'll get that next week. And I think Trick sounds really good and is working better as a babyface than I thought he might. So he's a little more flexible than I thought he was as well. He sounds really good and natural. I just wasn't sure if I was going to like him as a babyface. And 
the flip side of that is I think Braun is much more believable as a heel. I think he's much meaner. Um, he's meaner than evil even. <laughs> right? So yeah, I kind of like this little interaction and it feels like they're really trying to develop Trick um, There's because he has another appearance on the show if I remember correctly. So I like this. Uh, then I thought there was a great interaction between JD McDonough and Noam Dar. So Dar is basically saying that he wants McDonough to hurt Dragon Lee this week in their match because he wants him softened up so that Dar can hang on to his Heritage Cup, right? They're basically, all Dar wants is this cup, and it's he, like, carries it around with him like a baby, and he, like, talks to it at ringside and stuff, which is cool. Um, and so McDonough, because he's a heel, is just basically menacing and saying, telling Noam Dar to stay away from him. So Dar is just this slimy, charismatic guy, right? And I love it. And McDon McDonough was, like, the intense heel, so I thought both were really good. Then quickly into a rest hold, shocking, it's JC Jane taking on Gigi Dolan. And I, my notes are slow plotting match. Uh, so Gigi Dolan's brother is in the crowd. There's not a lot going on in this match. There's some really slow kicks and some other stuff that looks really rehearsed, but still looked slow. The finish kind of came out of nowhere with an exposed turnbuckle. I didn't even see. They just told us. And then a kick. Um, so this was only four minutes. Another like short match in this bitter blood feud that we're supposed to have, right? Like it's Not just all of a big one at Battleground or something. The only cool thing was JC Jane looked cool because she got busted open somehow and her face was all bloody. But like she then beat down Dolan after the match and Dolan's brother did nothing. He didn't even climb the guardrail or anything. He just kind of let it happen. So... This is about as hot as this feud has been, and that's not a good thing, right? It's just not interesting, and they just keep going and going and going with it. Um, high spot, Scripps loses his mask, so that's good. They've sort of seemed to have listened and given up on that. So we got a nothing better than a decent four-minute match with uh, Axiom. Scripps ends up losing to the golden ratio. Uh, Axiom tries to help Scripps up. Scripps then sort of attacks Axiom kicks him and pulls off his mask as the crowd chants Reggie, basically, of course. <laughs> um, and Vic sounded, leading up to this, sounds so stupid, giving because clearly he's being fed lines, right? So things like, um, he usually lurks in the shadows, and like he uses his, his mystery to instill fear in his opponents. Like, just, Does he? no, nobody's afraid of him, first of all. And like, just stuff that they're clearly telling him to say that sounds really bad but at least kudos to them for realizing they had to get the mask off this guy now they just need to change the rest of his character right um high spot i thought oh you're right this match is one i really recommend jd mcdonough's final match at nxt against dragon lee this match was fantastic i liked it very much i would recommend you go out and see this there's one scene where they're sort of battling on the apron and lee hits a devastating looking high knee before he ends up taking a death valley driver from jd on the apron looked good then there was a crazy sequence with dragon lee ending with the poison rana and a bunch of cool stuff in between then we get a top rope span spanish fly from mcdonough and then a really nice looking brain buster for a near fall um really cool counter McDonough goes for the devil inside and it gets countered into destroyer and that actually oh, that works perfect mcdonough has to roll out of the ring to escape so i love that spot and then I love there was also a spot outside the ring. I can't remember specifically, but JD McDonough takes some kind of cheap shot and sort of dives in the ring trying to get um, Dragon Lee counted out because he's willing to take a count out win, but obviously it doesn't happen. And then Noam Dar gets involved Noam with Dragon Dar. Lee out on the floor. So Dragon Lee ends up super kicking Noam Dar. Uh, and then w unfortunately, when Lee gets back in the ring, McDonough hits him with a headbutt and the devil inside 
for what I thought was a surprising win, right? Because yeah, on I was hit, surprised. Uh, yeah, the typical thing is you lose on your way And out. Dragon Lee is new and could use some quality wins, right? So I love the match. That's my only I'm complaint. I'm okay with him winning, but it's weird too. Because most, I don't think most people that are watching main roster are watching NXT. So they don't need to be like, oh yeah, he picked up a big win on the way out. I think a lot of main roster fans are being introduced to McDonough as he gets there. And for the people in NXT, Dragon Lee could have really used a quality win. So uh, I don't know. I The match was excellent and the finish is the only thing. And then you had Noam Dar. He brings the cup out and he has it on the table during this match. And he's like sitting there chatting with it like it's his buddy, which I really enjoy. Like, like, like it's this Ed. thing that he loves this cup more than anything. So that's smart, right? Because then when he actually loses it, it means something, you know? So I, I really like this match and what's going on with Noam Dar as well. Uh, what else we have? An awkward chance and Carter segment followed by an awkward schism segment. So back-to-back -back people talking that I didn't really care about. Bottom line, chance and Carter want to beat Dawn and Fire before all four of them head to main roster. That seems like a weird matchup choice too, right? Both teams are drafted to go. Yeah, I, I was And the title's like, going to go with one of them. Yeah, it's, it's like, um, like if you would think, oh, they're dropping the titles to keep them in NXT. Nope. They're both going up. <laughs> all four of them are going up. Yeah. And the point of the schism promo was that Gacy is going to beat Joe Coffey tonight before the dyad take the titles from Gallus, I guess was the plan. To keep them in NXT. And let me tell you, Vic Joseph seemed to have some struggle. And it's funny because when the match between Gacy and Coffey started which is my next rest hold, actually. I was like, wow, they're kind of similar in appearance, right? Like, they're both kind of bigger dudes. Like, I I would say um, Coffee's in better shape, but, like, similar size, similar hairstyle, um, and similar, like, no-nonsense, straightforward styles between the two of them, right? Mm -hmm. But the reason it's a rest hold, not because of the talent involved, it was only really a couple minutes, and then it's like a brawl between the tag teams on the floor, the referee's distracted, Ava acts like Joe hit her, kind of doing the Eddie Guerrero thing in the ring. So the ref's admonishing Joe Coffey. And then he goes to check on Ava and Gacy hits his handspring clothesline to Coffey for the win in like a couple minutes. And I thought it was just disappointing, kind of a waste of what could have been a good match. And I thought Joe Coffey looked kind of dumb because he had to turn around and like basically walk into the finishing clothesline from Gacy. And as I was mentioning, Vic called coffee gacy right at the end of this match and like he couldn't tell them apart apparently either i mean they're both joe that's true uh high spot i thought the main event it was chance and carter taking on dawn and fire again kind of weird situation with all four of them drafted to main roster already but um there was some good action in this i don't think it was perfect each team hit a hit their finisher at one point but it got broken up by the other team uh i don't know where it happened but katana's chance's face is bloody in this they did not comment on it. They tried not to show it, but you could see they're a pretty nice looking double Spanish fly off the top by I Chance saw and that. Carter. That was, that was nice. Cool. Um, the champs retain. I kind of like this finisher because they hit their normal finisher earlier, which is the senton onto the backstabber that's being held. So this time it was a gory, gory bomb flatliner. Gory bomb flatliner, which I think is a nice combo move too. So the champs do retain in this. And again, Vic Joseph sounds silly here because he's talking about a black cloud over the division since Dawn and Fire have teamed up and then a couple other like spooky, stupid things. Um, and my question was, first of all, what division? Like what division mm, are you talking these about? These two teams. These two teams, basically. Um, Henley and uh, James are done. Yeah, exactly. So fast pace in this match. A lot was happening. Not everything looked great. I thought specifically some of Caden Carter's kicks looked really weak in early on in this. A few clumsy parts, but overall pretty enjoyable. And then... High spot because there was stuff after the main event. Trick 
quickly interacts with Apollo Crews in the parking lot, and I actually quite liked it. Trick is basically congratulating Apollo on his call-up to main roster. And then Apollo's response is kind of planting the seeds, I felt like, because he's kind of like, listen, you should kind of be better than just uh, Mello's lackey, and there's you've got so much potential, and you sort of need to focus on yourself and not so much Mello. So laying that, even though I think Trick and Mello are an awesome act right now, that's inevitably where it has to go, right? right? So I kind of like that that was... It's kind of like planting that seed in Trick's head and starting him thinking about like, yeah, maybe I should be doing more for himself. So I like that. Uh, then taking a look at Impact, which I watched. Opening tag match I thought was pretty fun. It was, I didn't even write down who it was. Oh my God. It was Myers and somebody against Gujar and somebody. Uh, Moose. Uh, Moose and Myers against Gujar and I can't remember who it was now. But was anyways. it Yamura? Mm, was it? Yuimura? That just seems Could like something been. they would do. At one point, Myers got beeled over the top by Gujar and like launched to the floor. I thought it looked really good. Um, we got a. It seemed like Gujar got some nice sequences along the way here, and I'm hoping that they can slowly build him into a larger role because I'm interested to see if he can do more. I kind of like him. The finish basically comes when the other two guys are taken out on the floor. Gujar's left in the ring with Moose, and Moose eventually hits his spear for the win. But a pretty fun match. Uh, rest hold is just this in general is Macklin joining forces with Champagne Singh and Mahabali Shara really annoys me. I talked to you to you about it already. Like you're trying to build a new credible champion and having him interact with these and face two, PCO. right? <laughs> having him interact with these two, let alone tag with them because they're just low card guys who never win. I assume it's because they want to give PCO the win in the six man tag that's coming up on this show, but. Then I'm hoping Macklin is done with Singh and Shara because I this is not. Oh, I I would only assume it's for this, but it's not a way to make your champion look no. strong, right? So I'm hoping to. Uh, rest hold Callahan versus Khan. It's Khan, so it's not good. Um, <laughs> and a, basically it ends in a DQ because a bunch of Deaners yellow hoodie guys attack Sammy Callahan, right? So that's continuing, which I don't care. High spot, man. I think I like Kenny King. How many weeks in a row can I say he's a high spot, right? So. He has an interaction with Nick Aldis, and I really liked it. Oh, I forgot they have Aldis. Because Kenny King is basically like, are you going to work your way up through like you should, or are you just going to assume you're a top guy and sort of go that route? And then Aldis is replying and kind of saying like, you sound like you're a gatekeeper, so maybe the two of you should have a match. And I liked it because Kenny King is like, no, I'm not the gatekeeper. You need to earn your way to me, right? Sort of saying, I'm not the guy you start out with. I'm the guy you're going to like finish with or whatever. So his attitude and just this whole like, I'm better than I'm treated by the people in this company. I really, really like it. And I don't, he doesn't seem to be winning a lot, but and I, it doesn't hurt. I'm not a fan of Nick Aldis. You know who Nick Aldis reminds me of a lot? Cody. Yes. Did I say that before? I feel like you have. Because he's like, I'm an A plus. I'm a generational. You're not, dude. You're like very good in all facets, but you're not fantastic in anything, I don't think. But anyways. Well, he, I think it's been a while since his NWA glory days. Like he's good in the ring, he's not great. He he's good with promos, he's not amazing. But he carries himself like he is, right? right? And I feel disconnected a little bit. But I thought Kenny sounded really smooth and confident here again. Uh, rest hold the second half of the Kaz sit down because I loved the first half last week. I think I saw that. I don't think it was necessarily bad. I think you were lingering, but it was like nowhere near as interesting as last week's. So it was a little bit shorter, and he didn't really go into a lot of details because it was like where were you in between? And it was kind of like, yeah, I was friends with the Jacksons and blah, blah, blah. So the timing was like vaguely about ROH and AEW. Yeah. The timing was perfect. So I went to AEW, but then there was really no like 
inside dirt or anything super interesting. Yeah, it wasn't very specific. Double rest holds, so much spookiness. I showed you this, right? Yes. Uh, I went back and made you watch this. So it, it was on either side of a commercial break. Before the commercial break, we get the coven. So that is Taylor Wilde and... Kylan King. Kylan King. Of AEW fame. And they're lighting some sort of enchanted candle. And apparently Taylor Wilde tells us when that candle burns out, then Diana, Pirazzo, and Jordan Grace are just going to disappear. Which is a plot straight out of Power Rangers. That's what you were saying at the yeah. time, right? So borrowing from Power Rangers, probably better the, on Power the, Rangers. The original Power Rangers, might add. Oh, it definitely was. I love Power Rangers. And then we get, after the commercials, Death Dolls with James Mitchell. Because somehow... Ugh. Rosemary's access to the undead realm, I think that's what it's called, has been blocked. And so they need help. And so uh, Father James Mitchell just magically appears. And she, he's going to take Rosemary into the undead realm. Jessica wants to go, but they're going to make her wait with some spooky hourglass. And that they should be back before the hourglass TikTok. goes. Just ridiculous. The Death Dolls one was also really long which added to the agony here yeah and I, I remember the end of it last I, thing i remember was the hourglass audible groaned a couple times that's it because i think we're getting next week they actually go to the undead realm and whatever oh, yeah. so I, I are there honestly people who enjoy these segments because it's really hard to find any feedback on impact right so I, I don't know if people like this but it's ridiculous then the really really high spot of the week for me this is the match i would recommend it's Gresham taking on Mike Bailey one oh, more that, time. Yeah, okay. That, I remember you texting me. So basically, they're, do you think this makes sense? They're saying that they're 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Yeah, because they had a draw. No, there was no draw. They've each beaten each other once, and then they both lost in the match to Trey Miguel. No, because Trey Miguel broke up their third match, which was the number one contenders match before the three-way. Oh, and then they, but neither of them won in the three-way, so does that not count as anything? No, that's no, but like in their one on one series. Okay. So I guess that makes more sense than I thought. Fantastic match. You had Gresham. First of all, it started out with a whole bunch of grappling on the mat that I didn't mind at all. And somehow Jonathan Gresham's uh, head scissors look super amazing and painful and hard to get out of. And like Bailey's trying to get out and he can't sort of thing. So I thought it looked really good. Also, a whole bunch of like um, pinfall attempts back and forth near the beginning of this. And then it became just Gresham repeatedly targeting Mike Bailey's arm in a variety of realistic looking ways. And then Bailey trying to create distance and land his strikes and his flipping double knees, right? He hit the moonsault double knee thing just from the mat. Then he also hit um, like Nyla Rose's hanging oh, over yeah, the top, yeah. but he did it with both knees. It looked nice. really good. Anyways, it ended up with what I was afraid of was that Gresham was going to win because I've recently heard speculation that Bailey's not under full contract there still. So it was Gresham winning. He put in the octopus and Bailey tapped out after that. about 12 minutes. Probably my favorite match of the week. Wow, he was in the hold for 12 minutes. No. It would be this or the McDonough Dragon Lee match were, were my favorite this week, I think. Um, and again, a good win for Gresham. Unfortunately, I'm a big Bailey fan, but I guess if he's not contracted, then they're probably not going to push him super far. Then a high spot just because she debuted. Trinity does debut here in like the final segment, basically. Really good crowd reaction, considering it's not a huge crowd. They really were happy to see her. But at the end of the day, it was a pretty generic promo about how the women's division here is great, but she's gonna she's coming for the knockouts title. Then Diana De Perazzo comes out to say her piece. She Wait, sounded what? she's coming for the title. She sounded oh. pretty good. Um, surprising, right? Because uh -huh. nobody does that. Jordan Grace comes out and speaks, and then Grace and Perazzo are gonna have one more match. 
and Trinity is going to await the winner of that. So it's nice to see Trinity there, and I think she's a good fit for Impact because she's not like an AA player, right? But she's a she's talented. That's the question. Why is Nick Aldis there? She's talented and recognizable and stuff. So I think she's uh, a good fit for them. And her entrance and presentation are flashy, and people tend to like it, right? So uh, that yeah, is all I have. It had. was cooler in WWE, though. Yeah, it was cooler. Uh, that's all I have for that. Do you have any... No, just the backlash. No SmackDown. So... We're going to pause while I have a couple sips of water here, and we're going to move into a preview of tonight's, I almost called it a pay-per-view, WWE Premium Live event, and that is their annual, is it now? Uh, I guess so. I think. It's Backlash. All right, so I'm aware of, I think, most of the card. I haven't put a lot of thought into it, but I'm pretty sure I'm not thrilled by the card. I put pretty little thought into it because I don't care. Right, so let's not think together and make predictions on uh, Backlash. What do we got? Ripley versus Vega for the SmackDown title. <laughs> I don't think we're going to disagree here. R- Ripley. It is Rhea Ripley. Like, it, if it's not, I, I would have picked shocked. Ripley against a legitimate challenger too because she this is, she's still fresh in her run. I don't think this can be long either because I, I like me some Zelina Vega but she's not, in ring is not I her think strength. You just book her as an underdog thing, you get some mileage out of that, then you call it quits. I think so too. So it's Ripley for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Easy. Belair versus EO Sky. Um, obviously, Belair. Belair, love EO, but. I would have almost thought different if EO was still in Raw, but there, she's going to SmackDown too. Or my so. understanding is damage control is really accomplished not much. That too. Right? So it's not like she's been heated up really. It's just kind of she's really, really good and the match could be awesome, but I don't think Belair. Yeah. So it's Belair winning for mm-hmm. sure. Um, uh, set the right there. Uh, Theory Lashley Reed for the U.S. title. So I'm gonna write out Bronson Reed right away. I was just like, who's Reed? Um, <laughs> because he's on Raw and the U.S. title is on SmackDown now, and okay. Lashley and Theory are both on SmackDown. So I think Theory is pretty much a write-off. So I would pick between theory and lashley i took theory because i don't think lashley really gains much from winning the title again honestly i think he should get a shot at roman i think that would be a cool program Mm -hmm. so i don't think lashley really gains anything from this and i think theory could benefit from some fresh challengers after this i don't disagree with your theory see what i did there but it's vince so logic need not apply so also why i think that he would put lashley in the main event i'll take i'll take lashley just to switch things i don't have a ton of confidence but Just to make so we don't have the same picks. Uh, Rollins versus Omos. Which why is that on a pay per view? I don't know. Sorry, who versus Omos? Rollins. Oh, Rollins. Yeah, like I don't know. I'm afraid he would lose, but I don't know any universe where that makes How sense. How long will that match be? Something like under six minutes. You think six? Yeah, six that's max. Sense. Rollins can get enough out of him for six minutes, hopefully. Yeah, Rollins can sell for like five minutes or so. <laughs> He's going to probably yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. I I can't. I wish I could pick differently, but I can't yeah. on that one. Uh, Bad Bunny, Damien Priest, San Juan, Street Fight. It's pretty obviously Bad Bunny. They're confident enough, apparently, that he can do a singles match, which is why it's not a tag match with Dom and uh, And Ray. I don't think he's losing. But And I don't know he wouldn't lose. And, does, and Priest doesn't seem like he needs to win or no. does win very much. Priest hasn't really done much on his own in Judgment Day, so... I gotta go Bad Bunny, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Um, Cody Lesnar. It's tough because I was just I just saw in like a video or something like only a few people have beaten Lesnar I think. But are they gonna people. stall Cody's momentum? That's what I'm thinking. So I picked Cody. I would I pick Cody as well. I think that makes more sense. I really think like whatever all that finished the story bull crap whatever you can't finish the story if he loses again. I think so too. Like you've 
you did enough again damage. it's wwe they could do anything and but stuff they did they did sense. enough damage i mean yeah. i see i think so too so i'm taking cody as well yeah. maybe not a clean win i don't know maybe i don't know i don't know but we'll yeah i'd take cody uh, and finally riddle zane and owens versus sokoa and the usos i'm taking riddle zane and owens because you keep the tag champs hot get riddle win and also i think it'll further the descent that's kind of in the bloodline because roman's kind of like kind he seems kind of on the usos sokoa seems kind of like i think Sokoa's kind of like he's kind of like he seems more loyal to roman now yeah right? like than they are yeah and so i think like this will kind of put further distrust in the usos yeah they lost the tiles they didn't regain the tiles they lost here and now i don't know what will happen with the draft so i think this will like piss off roman more and I, I think it's pretty obvious the faces would win in the interest of taking different i'll take the bloodline because normal wwe way is like this is how we can have the champions lose without losing the title, right? And we can further this feud. I would think that, but I right? think furthering the storyline better is the Usos losing because they're already like in... Doesn't the, mean it'll happen. Roman and Heyman are losing patience, right? So yeah, yeah. There's that. So I'll take Bloodline just thinking that they're going to... This is a way to get the Bloodline a win right. without taking titles off people. And that's it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, that puts us at an hour 48. I like that timing. Wow. That, neato yeah that's good time so that is the end of episode 146 we are going to definitely watch backlash we'll probably tack it onto the episode probably near the beginning next week right yeah we sounds, usually sounds do it right. we usually do it after news um so yeah I, I can't be bothered to do it i mean to be fair i don't think you really care either and i don't know if i'm going to take notes i keep taking all these notes and then not really using them so we'll see but part of it is to keep me at awake least that was mania and though. engaged true. I, if you fall asleep during backlash i can't follow you true well you fell asleep in mania so yeah all right. So anything's possible. But yeah, we'll we'll um, talk about that next week on top of everything we usually do. So we'll be back here for 147 next week. And until then, everybody, take care. <laughs>